to Dark Discussions, your place for the discussion of horror film, fiction, and all that's fantastic. A weekly podcast here. The discussion is about the most recent horror and genre films. Intelligent talk on a genre that deserves intelligence. A conversation between co-hosts discussing not only the film, but also the connotation that the directors and screenwriters are trying to articulate. When you want more than a review, listen to Dark Discussions. And speaking of perception, there's just one more scene I want to talk about, which is after Caleb discovers that Kyoto's a robot, Kyoto kind of peels off her skin, showing him what's underneath. Now, wait a minute. I know where you're going with this, but tell me you weren't already thinking this 15 minutes earlier in the film. Exactly what he's thinking at that moment. Which is he's a robot, too. Oh, I consider the possibility. Right, and that's what I like, is the fact that the writers are smart enough to know that this is what the audience would be thinking. We've all seen Blade Runner. <laughs> right. Exactly. www.darkdiscussions.com Wherever podcasts are found. Hello, welcome once again to Dark Discussions, your place for the discussion of horror, film, fiction, and all that's fantastic. I'm one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A. And with me in the state of Michigan. This is Eric. Eric, how's it going, sir? I am well. Indeed, indeed, you are. And in the state of New York. Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how are you? I'm fine, Phil. Happy to be putting a cap on the year. Indeed, same here. And in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you? Doing well. I am off right now from work, so I'm very happy. Woo! Yes, yes, that's right. You you were off today, and then you made it a five-day weekend, right? Yeah. Excellent. Good for you. Um, for folks who are curious, uh, today is January 12th, 2023. For some of our listeners like Pam, who are always curious when we record these episodes, uh, that is the date. Uh, it's a Thursday. And uh, this episode, however, um, the reason we're giving the timestamp is because sometimes they come out a month or even longer uh, because we do have a, a queue of, of stuff that we just choose and, and release. But this one will be released probably next week. Uh, say, you better get this one out quick or else it'll be meaningless. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So this one will be out uh, actually less than, than 10 days or even probably seven days uh, from this recording date of January 12th, 2023 and happy new year to uh, all folks. Uh, also, uh, I do want to uh, once uh, we did uh, mention this in a, a prior episode that hasn't been released out yet, but uh, Travis Heckle, uh, his uh, his family's uh, pet uh, Mia passed away at the dog, uh, and we want to give condolences to uh, the tra- Travis Heckle family. Uh, Travis is is a longtime listener of the podcast and has been a contributor because he uh, actually created the artwork uh, that we use for our podcast icon that you probably see when you're listening to it on your phone, um, as well as uh, uh, a second artwork, too, which uh, both of them uh, have been used for T-shirts. Uh, so we want to uh, give our condolences to uh, Travis and his family because uh, they uh, obviously uh, had a loss. Uh, animals are part of the family. They're not just pets. Um, all right, so I think we can uh, get into our topic tonight, and, and tonight is a different episode than we usually do, uh, but before we do, I actually have to do a couple of house cleaning, which is, uh, who are we? We have dark discussions, 
podcast, which is part of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. Uh, you can email us at darkdiscussions at AOL.com, or you can go to www.darkdiscussions.com and press the Contact Us in the menu, and that will also open up a email box. So there's two ways to email us, and we will read your email on the podcast. We do have two quick emails from uh, sometime co-hosts uh, that gave us uh, some some. Uh, uh, stuff that is related to tonight's topic, uh, and they're pretty quick, so they won't be too long. Um, and uh, also, uh, Eric, on www.darkdiscussions.com, what else can people find on that website? People can find um, there's a great big badge on each page with a P that will take you to our Patreon account. Uh, Patreon allows you to financially contribute to your online artists like us. Producing the show is not free. Um, we have to pay for things like uh, web hosting and domain names and computer equipment and movie rentals and so on and so forth. So if you'd like to help offset the cost of producing this show, that's how you can do it. Uh, trust me, folks, we're not making a profit on the Patreon. We're not even breaking even. Uh, so if you'd like to help out, we greatly appreciate it. You can go to patreon.com slash dark discussions or follow the Patreon badge on any page of darkdiscussions.com. Any and all contributions are greatly appreciated. Indeed, indeed. And uh, this is uh, one of the first big episodes of the year, 2023. Uh, we are planning to do another Mystic uh, Meetup, which is a podcast meetup that we do during the later part of the summer. Um, I'm assuming everybody here is on board. It's usually a fun mm-hmm. time. We'll need to talk about that. All right, sounds good. But uh, we're looking to do it, to at least think about it, anybody who's out there, because uh, we meet up with uh, everybody on the show, as well as some of our listeners and friends of the podcast. Um, and we'll talk about that offline, Eric, later. Because uh, I know your schedule is usually the the, the hardest because of... Um, well, and I've got something else I'll need to schedule around, which is going to be the issue. So I might have to bow out this year. But we will talk about uh, well, we'll talk about it, yes. Um, anyway, um, for folks who are curious, what we do here on Dark Discussions, basically we review uh, films. So basically horror, sci-fi, fantasy, thrillers, techno-thrillers, mysteries, grindhouse, arthouse, midnight movies, occult films, arthouse films, foreign language, and the like. Basically, we try to talk intelligently about a genre that deserves intelligence. Uh, and speaking of uh, the genre that we talk about and things like that, uh, Mike, what, what, what are we doing tonight? This is a different episode than usual. Unless you consider like the 10 other times we've done it, which is this is our year in review episode uh, for, in this case, the year 2022. If for some reason this popped up in a random feed and you don't know what year you're in right now. Um, so we're going to be looking back on the year 2022, what were our favorite films and uh, perhaps some other acknowledgments and awards to give out to the things that, that made us happy this year, hopefully, and maybe some that didn't. And then we'll all mock each other for our stupid choices. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, anything uh, you want to add, Barrett, to uh, this this topic tonight? Nope. I what think that was covered it. All right. What about you, Eric? Uh, this is my favorite show of the year. Um, I, I feel like this is the reason and we do the show. <laughs> so at the end of the year, we can we can take a look back. Uh, and talk about what we really loved. Uh, personally, I think 2022 was a hell of a strong year. Um, I had, you know, lots of movies um, that were like on, on Letterboxd, you can rate uh, out of five stars, but you can use half stars. So it's really like rating out of 10. Um, so I had like 
I'll look up the official stats by the time we get to it. But I had a lot, a lot of movies, all ranked seven. Um, so at some point, I just had to start putting them in some sort of order. Um, but yeah, seven means I liked the movie, and I, there were a lot of movies that I liked. Um, so I think it was a really strong year. Um, hopefully, it'll continue in that way. Yep, indeed, indeed. Uh, so 2023 uh, begins. We're going to start doing uh, some episodes related to 2023, actually next week, uh, as the new films begin to come out. We'll still have a few more that we'll do for uh, movies that uh, came out last year that we just want to do a couple of episodes on them as well. And uh, I think everybody here concurs with Eric and hopes uh, this year, 2023, will be as strong as 2022. Because, yeah, I, b- I believe everybody here also concurs with Eric that 2022, uh, at least in the horror genre, was was very, very uh, impressive. Yeah, I had a lot of things that got pushed off my top 20 because there's just so much that fit into the top 20. Sure, sure was, yeah. yeah. So uh, what we do here, uh, Mike kind of alluded to it, but we, we usually do uh, two sets of, of films. We do the horror films, and then we do the speculative fiction films. Uh, horror films is pretty much self-explanatory. Uh, there could be some films, uh, as we discussed in the past, the Venn diagram where they fall into multiple categories. Uh, and uh, prior to the episode, we, we uh, coordinated to determine where they would fall, those that were, like, um, I guess... Different. So, you know, for example, if we go way back, uh, Aliens, that film from James Cameron, uh, was that horror or was that action science fiction? And we would discuss and say, well, you know what? Had the monsters a sequel to one of the best horror films of all time. Let's let's throw it in as a horror film. And so uh, that would follow in the horror. While something like um, maybe Terminator may may actually say, well, it is kind of harsh, but, you know, there was time travel and this and that. So maybe we'll throw it into speculative fiction. And so basically speculative fiction is uh, all the other types of films that we would type, we would probably or possibly discuss, not all, but would fall in this, this podcast. Usually there's a few exceptions, but um, so you would get things like science fiction, fantasy, uh, superhero films, uh, action adventure, things like that would fall into the speculative fiction category. Yeah. Biopics is a couple that, that was what I was thinking of actually when, uh, I was, I was mentioning that we wouldn't necessarily, uh, talk about such films on, on this podcast. Uh, we've even had, uh, cartoons, uh, like Disney films fall on that list as well in the past because of their uh, supernatural or science fictiony type feel. Um, so, uh, what we'll do, um, we'll do as we do every year, uh, which is we each have our own list and we read off our list and then we, uh, talk a little bit about films on each of our lists. And then we read the final list, which is the cumulative list of all four of our lists combined together to give the definitive dark discussions podcast, uh, best uh, horror films of the year and then best speculative fiction of the year. And then at the end, we do, as Mike mentioned, other awards. So a favorite uh, zombie film or best kill of the year and things of that nature. Um, and pretty much that's it. Um, now, I do have uh, two quick lists from part-time co-hosts, usually for Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Review, but some of our side podcasts. I do have uh, Johnny. 
uh, co-host Johnny that has uh, joined myself and Barrett a handful of times, and actually once on Dark Discussions uh, with Mike as well, uh, he gave us a list of his best, uh, mostly horror films of the year. And he says number number five was Pearl. Number four was a film called Sissy. Number three was a film called Piggy. Number two was The Menu. And number one was X. Um, and that was his list uh, off the top of his head at quick notice. And then co-host Sean, uh, also uh, Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews and some of our side podcasts, uh, he had uh, two lists he gave us. He gave us favorite TV and streaming series. And uh, he put them in, I assume, best to worst. Uh, so best, and I believe this is correct because I think he has mentioned this in the past. Uh, Better Call Saul, season six, final season, number one. House of the Dragon, season one, number two. Andor, from Disney Network, number three. The Peacemaker, from HBO Max, number four. Obi-Wan, uh, from Disney, number f- four, five. Uh, the Sandman, number six. The Boys, number seven. Our Flag Means Death, number eight. What We Do in the Shadows, number nine. Stranger Things, number ten. The Old Man, number eleven. Moon Knight, number twelve. Holly Quinn, number 13, Cyberpunk, Edge Runners, number 14, Ozark, season 4, number 15, She-Hulk, number 16, A Discovery of Witches, number 17, and Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty, uh, number 20, I think, 20. I At least count. one of those doesn't fit. No, no, I think that's why he put it at the bottom. Uh, and then his favorite movies of 2022, uh, and he listed three, uh, so I assume uh, uh, equal. Um, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Thor, Love and Thunder, and the um, Predator film Prey. So uh, that is his list. Uh, and again, that was on short notice because uh, I kind of screwed up when I put uh, my – uh, post, I said, I need everything by the 18th. And then it was like, oh, whoops, that I screwed up. It was supposed to should have been the 12th. So uh, we didn't get many lists at all this year, and I had to go chasing people. It also uh, so, you because you put a picture of Taylor Swift on it, so everybody ignored it. Actually, it wasn't Taylor Swift. It was just a random mo- model. That it was looked Taylor like Swift. Taylor Swift. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't. It was just uh, some random uh, model, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, you know. Um, all right, so uh, there you go. There you go. Um, all right, so uh, I guess we can uh, do our regular list first. Um, oh, I, can horror. I just say, um, yes, before we go, please, please. Um, I always like these lists, and there are podcasts where uh, I may not listen to all of their episodes, but I almost always listen to their end of the year lists. Um, I saw somewhere a quote that said uh, that lists are the lowest form of journalism. You know, you know, there's websites out there where that's like all they do. Uh, but I don't. Lists are fun. You, you, they, but they also give you a quick and easy way to find out about something new that you might have missed or that you've never seen before or didn't hear of, and you go, "Oh, let's let's raise awareness of that." And that's really why I like looking at those lists. Is like, I know I didn't see everything, and I did not get to nearly as many movies this year as I have in years past. And I'm weirdly okay with the the films that I missed. Uh, because there weren't many of them that I like really ones that are great word of mouth. There were a few, but like there weren't ones that I was like, 
oh, I have to see that. But, um, but yeah, I think, but it's still, there are ones that I'm hearing on some of these lists. Like, I know I've heard a lot about uh, Sissy recently, which dropped on Shutter, I think, towards the end of the year. Um, and I noticed on a couple of best of lists. Uh, I never got around, I didn't get around to it, but I did catch it. Uh, the last film I think I saw was uh, Deadstream, because uh, I saw that on a number of uh, top 10 lists. Uh, so or top 20 list, something like that. So I think it's fun. I think it's fun. And I think it uh, helps to guide people to, to discover films that are worth discovering or perhaps to avoid films that are worth avoiding. Indeed, indeed. And, and uh, it also, like you, mostly, like you said, it gives not only awareness, but it also allows people to reevaluate deciding whether or not to see a film, because you know, a lot of people skip a film and they go, wow, it's, it's now popping up on all these lists. Maybe maybe it's pretty good. Now, for example, Piggy, which co-host sometimes co-host Johnny listed on his list, I know is possibly on one of our lists somewhere in our top twenty. And so now I'm kind of curious to maybe check that one out too. Um, so yeah, it's 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 fun. Again, the, the the people who say that it's the lowest form of journalism, um, who knows why they say that? But again, you know that's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but you know, a lot of these you don't have to do a storyline. There's no emotional through line. Uh, you don't need a resolution. Well, it depends on, on I, what the list. I have a have comment though. about that. So yeah. a lot of those lists you just see online, right? Like our lists, we're gonna give each other crap for stuff that's on our lists. We interact with our lists, so <laughs> it's more than just you know us writing up lists. You know, yeah, we're yeah. giving. Yeah, I mean, it's just there's more to no, it. But, yeah, I mean, so, but I also know there was a another podcast that on their webpage that somebody wrote an article when Abraham Vampire Slayer came out, and it was top vampire slayers not named Abraham, and they included on that list Van Helsing, and I had to point out <laughs> that Van Helsing's name is Abraham Van Helsing, and they got so pissy in their response. <laughs> it's like you're the dumb fuck who chose the title of this writing for our horror website and you don't know the name of literally the most famous vampire slayer with the possible exception of Buffy. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. It's, but That's yeah, awesome. it's, but it's, it's just an easy thing to do. Right. It's, uh, I, I, I still say he's probably the most, uh, the biggest of them all because Buffy is, is, is a, a pop culture icon while Abraham is, is, you know, a historical Right. fictional character now at this point but 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 yes and, and the I public would argue that minds too but 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 the public mind well th that's the thing I, I mean will people be watching buffy in 50 years from now maybe but we'll, we definitely know everybody's still going to be reading uh uh dracula in 50 years that's all i meant eric but <laughs> um again though yeah the, in the i would concur though like with um public uh, perception or, or or whatever. Obviously, Buffy was was fairly more recent and whatnot, and and it was big in our age group. Um, so anyway, um, uh, yeah, that's. But that was a fair point, Mike. Glad you brought that up. Any, anybody else want to bring anything up before we, we begin our list? Anything? Uh, uh, our, just a our, standard our, disclaimer that goes along with any list, which is that this is what it is today. <laughs> Ask me again in a week, and it might be different. Um, because, you know, when you sit down to make your list, you're in a certain mood and you put things in a certain order. And as time goes by, you might look back and say, ah, you know what? I didn't I, I didn't like that one as much as I thought at the time. Um, so this is what it is today. Um, you, you know, you, you, bring you up always go back and reevaluate. 
Yeah, you bring up an interesting point because, you know, I kept much better track this year using Letterboxd, thanks to you guys. Um, and I, I decided that unless it was something egregious, and I was like, why the heck did I rate it that way? I kept the ratings I had given it, and I ranked everything based on my first impressions of it. But they those first impressions may have changed, you know, at this time. So I made a, really a good- few adjustments um, if I rewatched something and – had a had a different reaction the second time I may have adjusted a rating uh, or if upon reflection about a certain movie, uh, it didn't fall the same way as it did when I saw it initially. I might have adjusted it a little bit, but that didn't happen for maybe five at the most. Yeah. Same yeah and for me, I, I think that there's always a, in, in any kind of uh, ranking or something like this, they'll talk about something called recency bias. You know, you the, the most recent thing is often you get a little bit of a bump. Uh, it's not unusual for one of the last people to be interviewed to be the one to get the job. Um, and so I, I do find, you know, you lean sometimes more heavily towards films that are fresh in your mind. But part of that is because the films that are not fresh in my mind, I've had a chance to realize, you know, that that movie just didn't stick with me. Whatever much I worked for it, 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 it had, there, there are films that I, I've thought about way more since then than those, right? Than that particular one. Even no, no matter how, you know, technically well crafted it was, it just it was there. You know, does that make sense? Whereas newer films haven't had a chance to fade, hasn't had a chance to settle. And there, there are some movies, like I mentioned way back when, when we did Lord of Salem, for whatever reason, that was a film I just kept coming back to, um, and that helped it stick out to me. Where other films. Uh, don't have that chance, right? The, the newer ones, but it's uh, so it, you, you just can't evaluate fairly. Eric's absolutely right. This is a what do I feel right now? What do we, I'm going to make? What am I going to think in a year, two years, three years? And honestly, the hardest thing is just for me, the, the those films in like the fifteen to twenty slot because those are films that are they're not bad. <laughs> they're good films. But they're very, you know, like, that's it. They're good films. They're not, like, the great films. They don't, they're, they're films that are going to fade over time, probably. But uh, they're really close to each other. Yeah, for instance, one of my hardest uh, reevaluations um, along the run of this show was uh, Lovely Molly. Um, when we initially reviewed that movie, I, I, I was kind of harsh about it. Um, because unbeknownst to me, I had been watching a copy with a technical issue and therefore I did not got, I did not get the proper sound design on the movie when I watched it the first time. And the sound design is incredible in that movie and it's crucial to appreciating it. Um, so after I got to watch a proper copy of it, my appreciation of that movie skyrocketed uh, and it's now a personal favorite. I've been trying to make up for my initial negative evaluation on it ever since. Yeah, I had the same thing. Uh, not not because of uh, um, a bad copy, but uh, the movie Annihilation with Natalie Portman. Uh, I saw it one night, thought it was weird, and I literally went back the next night to watch it a second time. My wife thought I was insane. And when we did the episode, I was kind of harsh on it. Um, but there was a reason why I went back a second time, back-to-back nights, and then – it's grew on me, and, and I think I even listed it as one of my top ten horror films of all time on uh, Dave Z's uh, 
podcast request when when you when you ask for a hundred films that you've mm-hmm. seen, and uh, yeah, so so it happens. You know, uh, Annihilation g- grew. You know, for me, and and I think it actually grew uh, that year when it still made my top ten and maybe even top five. Um, it's just that when we did the episode, I was like, eh, it was kind of weird. I don't know. Um, but I, I do like Mike's point about you know. Uh, uh, most most recent is the one that it most likely will get the best ratings, <clears throat> and and that makes sense because you know uh, out of sight, out of mind, um, and oddly this year uh, I believe uh, one a film that was from way back at the beginning of the year will will, will appear very high on our list uh, for a number of reasons because it's a great film, but also as like Mike said, it itches the back of your mind for over and over and over, and. Uh, and so uh, we fortunately, I don't think, have that problem this year with our, our choices. Um, also, our list, fortunately, our top ten list, only two of two films were missed by two of the co-hosts, meaning they, they weren't able to see it and give it a, a proper rating. Uh, but otherwise, uh, everybody else saw the, that film and then all the other films all four of us saw. And another thing that's interesting, too, about this year, unlike prior years, is only 29 films made any of our lists. And in the past, we've had over like 60. Uh, so this year, whether it was less films we watched or our opinions were more apt to align, um, we, we only had 29 total horror films on our four lists that were distinct. And so that was kind of interesting as well. Um so yeah, yeah, that that's um some other things of note. Um and that's pretty much all I have. Um And also remember these are favorite films, not necessarily best films, right? In terms of Well, that's another thing best, I want to bring up. Yeah. Technically crafted and there's so much subjectivity to that because we all have different tastes and preferences. Bill likes his doc dramas. Um I like my creature features. Um, you know, it's so it's it, that's just a personal bias thing, right? If you you put an interesting monster in a film, you you have a good chance of getting my attention regardless and getting my love, even if the rest of it's kind of blocky. Um, so I like my also like my comic book films right? and my my superhero films, which not everybody's going to be into, or people who may have been at one point have grown sick and tired of, them, but I still enjoy them. So it's it's that's the other thing, and you have to figure out which host maybe matches your taste as far as the number of films that's one of the reasons i don't feel so bad about not catching up with all the films on my list because most of the top 20 lists i've been listening to or watching were the same freaking films and you know it's it was really bizarre it's like to, to a degree that i've never seen before um and i think that's just because there were so many strong films that a came out and and came out in theaters um very few films we have an award for uh Deserved better, what we think. And most of the films, I think, that came out this year that were actually good, did well. Right? Um, at the box office. I mean, look at the, the probably the the, uh, the story of the year as far as horror films go, and box office probably is Terrifier. Oh, yeah. You know, you know because there was a, a movie that wasn't getting as far as percentage profitability. Yes. Yeah. I think it made, well, that's true. But, but I think, I think what Mike's talking about is here's a film that costs like 
$300,000 or something. Right. And, That's why I said by and, profitability. No, no. But it, even more than that is it didn't even get the ability to go into all theaters because it would have been an NC-17 rating or unrated, <laughs> right? So that right. Killed, killed, killed its options too. And yet uh, – And it's it a made, thing that's making people reevaluate their, their release plans because this is a thing fans got behind. Fans demanded that they put in theaters. Fans demanded they added, added more showings. Um, and and that maybe ended, may change some of the business models for these little horror films later on. Um, we'll see. And absolutely, but you get things like Smile, which you mentioned. Black Phone is another one. Uh, did really well. Barbarian did really well. Um, and again, mostly, the, I mean, they didn't do Avatar well. They didn't do Top Gun Maverick well. But they don't. Also but they also didn't cost five hundred million dollars to make. <laughs> right? No, you, no, you you can make you can make five hundred R movies for one Avatar. Um, so <laughs> at least, yeah, uh, at least. Um, but yeah, uh, Mike Mike has a good point. Favorite movies, um, and I've done weird things yearly. Where one, uh, early in the podcast history, I used to always do the best films based off of just quality in the sense that are these great films or not and then i switched over the last few years to favorite films meaning films that i just had fun with and it didn't matter if they were quote-unquote great films or not well this year i i kind of mixed it up and and put both because there's two films on my list i don't want to ever see again in my entire life um <laughs> and and yet i put them in the top 10 because they were just incredible films but um other films that uh, may have got a higher rating from me than, say, any of you folk. Uh, I just had a blast with, and so I, I rated them higher. Um, so, so that that's how one one interesting difference. And I do like what Mike said too about Phil's dark thrillers. Uh, I just noticed <laughs> when I was looking at my list, uh, my top three films for horror this year are all uh, cluster B psychopaths. So that's the type of film that I always seem to go to. And, and it, it, I did not even notice that I did that until Mike well, brought that and, up. And Phil, if uh, if I may make an observation, I think at the beginning of the podcast, you were making an intentional effort um, to prop up indie films. Um, so you True. would intentionally knock off mainstream films from your list uh, to put indie films on there to just get the word out, uh, which is which is. Uh, you know, Admiral in his own way, uh, but at the same time, perhaps not 100% honest if you're talking about the films you like the most. Um, so I think maybe you've relaxed a little bit and on that, and that's why you... It's also the, the fact that over the last 10 years, uh, the lines between Indian mainstream have, at least for me, certainly become blurred. Um, you know, you get these A24 films that come out and are very successful, uh, and then you get things coming out on streaming services uh, that you have no idea what kind of money they're making, but it doesn't really matter. They're out there and you get to see them. Um, whereas the the super indie films that may have had limited release or only festivals previously, we never would have gotten to see. Um, so I think the way movies are being distributed and our uh, our attitudes toward them having been doing this for so long <laughs> have, have uh, changed a little bit along the way. Plus, don't forget all the shit you've been giving Phil for his list for the last 10 years. Well, I have an, you know, I have an interesting she point to bring it. up, too. Um, <laughs> so this year we had three movies that were kind of part of 
you know, a franchise. And they they all moved off my list because they were either bad or just weren't good enough to stay on the list. Um, so I found that kind of interesting as well. And it looks like only one of them made it to the final list, and that's at, like, the very end of it. <laughs> well, well I, actually, 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 you'll have to, you'll have to tell actually, me what the third one is. Well, I... I I think I know, but I think one made your top ten. Oh there. wait, I know what it is. I, I figured it out. One did make. Your I top actually, ten. when I made my list, I don't know. Uh, or I think the three are, are were, would have been uh, Green Halloween and Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. The what was the first Texas one? Texas Chainsaw existed for what a minute. Three. What was the first one? Scream. Scream. Oh, all right. And I thought Hellraiser was, was was the. Oh, fourth. and there was Hellraiser too. But that is kinda, you're right. I don't. I don't. I didn't really think about that one. But uh, you're right, Phil. I didn't count that one. Gotcha. They okay. all kind of clustered on my list because I didn't have the strong visceral reaction to any yeah. of them that some people did. And even the ones that I, I know had objective flaws with them and weren't terribly great films, I never expected great things out of, say, Texas Chainsaw Massacre because, you know, I've seen a lot of the movies after the first one and they mostly suck. I didn't expect that to change. <laughs> um, so I just took it for what it was and watched a bunch of obnoxious 20-somethings get butchered on a bus, and that was fine with me. Uh, but it's also not a movie that I would let I like embraced either. Um, you know, that is, so it was, it, and I think I have to I have to take a look at my list again. I don't think any of them ended up on my top 20 list, but they all kind of were like in my you know, 20 to 25, 26. You had Scream end up at 20. Okay, and I think that was the best of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I and I think part of it is that if you are, um, you know, people use the word normie, and I I don't like that. That sounds icky to me. Uh, but if you are, are not somebody who obsessively watches horror movies like we do, I'll phrase it that way, you're more likely to see those big mainstream releases like Scream, uh, and Halloween, in the theaters, um, because you're not creeps like us. You don't crawl the internet looking for horror. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, like, uh, the, the mainstream public gets very excited about these uh, franchise films when we're out here going, hey, hey, look over there. There's, like, better, there, better, better stuff. <laughs> and yeah, I, it's not that, not that uh, maybe most people wouldn't appreciate those movies. It's that they simply aren't aware of them. Yeah. Another reason we and, do these lists. Well, I also, also say also, you, you're on the you see the horror fans on social media. They get jonesed over over a new Halloween, a new whatever. Yeah, I don't know I mean, why. You think they would have learned by now? Exactly. Well, you know, I got well, I, I, I got a first. I, go ahead, Phil. Sorry. Okay, that, no, that, that's fine. Uh, I got a, a first-hand experience and with, with my two daughters, nine and seven, and specifically my, my seven year old, because she, she's kind of likes the horror stuff. Um, I think it's the monsters. They, they like the monsters. So they like Jason, you know, they've never seen any of the films, but you know, all their friends dress up as these monsters for Halloween. And so they, and you know, when I bring them to the haunted houses or I bring them to the conventions, you know, you see a uh, pinhead and you see uh, uh, ghost face and so on. So that's why I think the younger people may get excited about them versus say, a film that there's no character that is, is is known yet. So that's partly what it is, I think, Eric. But no, that makes sense. sense. What I was going to say, probably I'm probably the most into franchises of anybody in this group. Um, 
I could be wrong about that. But uh, Hellraiser has not moved. It, this is why it ended up in my top 10. It still has a good place for me in my heart. Um, so anytime I see Cenobites, I'm like, yes. But the other <laughs> ones, like I loved Scream, but it's become just banal for me, you know. Mm. Whereas Hellraiser hasn't gotten into that same spot, but Scream was the only other one that would have made my list. If, I uh, even forgot that Scream even came out uh, until Mike <laughs> put it on his list. Because yeah. I, I, I just avoid. Uh, fran- I usually just avoid franchises unless unless they're free. You know, I saw Texas Chainsaw because it was all free, right. and we decided to do an episode. But we're starting to spoil lists all over the place, so let's get into it, shall we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's do it. All right. So, so what we're gonna do is uh, we'll go uh, alphabetical order by first name. Uh, and we'll start with the 20th film to the first film. So, uh, are we going through the whole list the first time, or are we just doing a uh, quick 20 through 11 and then going through 10 to 1 more slowly? Um, well, you know, that's a really good question. How about this? Let's do this. How about we all do uh, our lists, and then we'll just throw out various films that we missed or why they're so high or so low. And then okay. after we do some discussion at, like that, then we will throw out – the, the final list from uh, 21 to one uh, because we do have a, a tie at, at 20 um, and uh, and then we can talk about that as well um, so Barrett you could just read off your 20 and then Eric you can and then Mike and then me and then we'll just start talking about the films and then after we're finished talking about some of the films we'll, we'll give the, the definitive list for the horror. Uh, so, uh, Barrett, why don't you start? Start with you. No getting out of it this week, Barrett. You're up. Yep. Uh-huh. You're I'm up. good with, I'm good with that on this one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, not a coward on this one. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Number 20, Significant Other. Um, this one kind of came at the end, um, so it could have uh, hit that thing Mike was talking about where it was fresh in my mind, but it hit number 20. Um, number 19, You Won't Be Alone. Number 18, The Cellar. 17, Virus 32. Thanks to Phil for reminding me about that one. Um, 16, Orphan First Kill. 15 is X. 14 is Smile. 13 is Fall. 12 is The Twin. 11 is Nope. 10 is Hellbender. 9 is Hellraiser. 8 is Pearl. 7 is The Menu. 6 is Fresh. 5 is The Cursed. Four is Prey, three is The Black Phone, two is Barbarian, and one is Terrifier 2. All right, sounds good. Uh, Eric, go ahead, sir, from 20 to Um, 1. All right, before I get started, I just want to give a couple of stats here. Uh, I was talking earlier about my prevalence of uh, 7 out of 10 ratings. Um, I watched a total of 74 new releases that came out in 2022. 37 of them. <laughs> I rated 7 out of 10. Uh, of horror movies, I watched 48 new release horror movies, and 27 of them were rated 7 out of 10. So technically, everything outside of my top five has the same rating um, through number 27. <laughs> through number 27. Uh, I just had to put them in some sort of order. So if you... If there's a favorite movie of yours that's not on my top 20 here, doesn't mean I necessarily didn't like it. It just means it wasn't in the rotation today. So that being said, my number 20 is Hatching. Number 19 is Fresh. Number 18 is Bones and All. Number 17 is Hellbender. 
Number 16 is Hellraiser. Number 15 is the Black Phone, or as I have it written here, the Bulk Phone. <laughs> Sorry about that, Phil. Um, number 14 is Nope. Number 13 is Piggy. Number 12 is Orphan First Kill. Number 11 is Smile. Number 10 is Pearl. Number 9 is Prey. Number 8 is Speak No Evil. Number 7 is You Won't Be Alone. Number 6 is The Innocence. Number 5 is X. Number 4 is Barbarian. Number 3 is The Menu. Number 2 is The Sadness. Number 1 is The Cursed. What can I say? I'm a sucker for a werewolf movie. All right, sounds good. Uh, Mike, what do you got? Number 20 to number one. All right, number 20 was Scream 5, which is just Scream because fucking title. For that alone, it should have been dropped off the list. Uh, Number 15 was Speak No Evil. Number 18, Significant Other. Number 17, Virus 32. Uh, Number 16, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Number 15, The Fall. 14, Deadstream. 13, The Cellar. 12, Prey. 11, Black Phone. 10, The Sadness. 9, Fresh. Uh, 8, Hatching. Uh, What am I at? 7? 7, Nope. 6, Terrifier 2. 5, The Curse. Uh, 4, Pearl. 3, Barbarian. 2, X. And 1 was the menu. All right, sounds good. Uh, and now it's, uh, oh, it's me. Um, all right. So, uh, number 20, uh, Hellbender. Number 19, Hellraiser. Number 18, Virus 32. Number 17, The Cellar. Number 16, The Black Phone. Number 15, Significant Other. Number fifth, number 14, X. Number 13, The Twin. Number 12, Barbarian. Number 11, The Sadness. Number 10, Terrifier 2. Number 9, The Innocence. Number 8, You Won't Be Alone. Number 7, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Number 6, Smile. Number 5, Fall. Number 4, The Cursed. Number 3, Pearl. Number 2, Orphan, First Kill. And number 1, Speak No Evil. Uh, out of all these lists, um, Barrett did not see the sadness, and I did not see the menu in time for this episode. I'm so mad at you, Phil. Okay, yeah. I gotta, I gotta just say it's really funny that Hellraiser and Hellbender are both next to each other on the three lists it's on. That's true. You are the, <laughs> actually, are, actually, aren't actually, they? Look at that. That's uh, interesting. In the exact order too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is funny. Also, um, out of everybody's list here. Um, for the top ten, uh, everybody had seven same on the top ten except me. I had four, so I had six different making the top ten. Oh, you guys had three different making the top ten. So those are the only other two things of note. However, all the films that didn't make the top ten or made the top ten that were different all still pretty much fell in everybody's top 20 or pretty close. So even if there is some discrepancies, everybody had uh, pretty much everything 
on a list that made the top 10 if they had seen the film, except for one note, I think, which is uh, Eric. Um, uh, and, and were off my list that were on your guys' list. Yeah, there, there was a couple. There, there was actually there, the, the ones I made note of were uh, Terrifier 2, uh, Virus 32, and uh, there was another one. Oh, Significant Other. I think right. those I, were on your three list and not on mine. Right, and I didn't have Prey or Nope on my top 20, and they were they made it on a lot of other people's. Well, uh, and I didn't so. see Piggy, Deadstream, Bones and All. At all and hatching, I didn't see any of those four at all. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see either the, any of those four either. Yeah, well, and Phil, okay, for the listeners who aren't Facebook friends with Phil, <laughs> <laughs> you might not know that he's a bit of a foodie. Um, so I can't believe he hasn't seen the menu, even after Mike and I have been yelling at him to go see the menu since it came out. Oh, it's a great yelling. movie. But yeah. you know, actually, this might be the first year that Phil has a list that doesn't have a bunch of weird shit I never heard of before. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what I mean. It's like only twenty nine films this year on our list, and most of everybody's films that made the top ten uh, were films that we all had at least not top twenty. Generally, there, again, there's a couple exceptions. Uh, Fresh was another one. I didn't have that one on my list, but um, but everybody else, uh, but pretty much everything uh, made the top twenty. There was only a couple exceptions. Uh, so we I were think that also alive. goes to um, by the way we're saying about uh, our own our own personal biases, right? That uh, I think Fresh happens to hit a thing with you that you're uncomfortable with. I know Ceno Evil. There were a lot of people who hated that film because of. You mean speak no evil? Yeah, at, at the end of the film. Um, and so some people just have buttons that they don't like. It's like, you do this and the dog dies. You know. Well, and I'm thinking the sadness might have been higher rated if I had had a chance to see it. And same with the brand, the menu if I had had a chance to see that yeah. one, too. Yeah. I think you're right, Barrett. So I give you credit for putting up. Speak No Evil at the top of your list because I know that movie made you even more wildly uncomfortable than me. Um, but you gave it credit. <laughs> so I give you props on that. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the two films, uh, and The Innocence, which made my top ten as well, are two films that I plan to never see again. I think uh, The Innocence is the only one that I'm story. sad didn't make my top twenty. Um, Speak No Evil, it didn't get in my list because I did not like the way it ended. I thought there was just some stupidity, so it didn't get in my list. Fair yeah, I, that, yeah. I mean, we did the episode on it, and Barrett, you you would just so-so on the film as a film anyway well i i thought the film was incredible film but i was disgusted yeah. with it and i i would never want to watch it again but well, I, mean, I have to give it props for that's why i put film it that does one. bad things to children so you know i i that that always appeals to me but i just <laughs> oh, it's, um, it's horrendous what it did so but it also yeah. required that two parents who were trying to protect their child stand around and do nothing yes um, against well. two, I mean, it wasn't like they were facing, you know, a gun. Well, or even like, you know, uh, Leatherface or something. They were just like two people. <laughs> like, right. like, there was a 50 50 chance they could have taken them out, you know. If, oh, like, for sure. It was one thing, like, if, if, like, I don't know, if maybe like dad was infirm or something, or, you know, was like a, you know, a, an 80 pound weakling. Okay, fine. But, you know, no, no, it was just two people, two couples that really could have 
been evenly matched. Yeah, yeah. Now, now that you're saying this, I'm, I'm like thinking, yeah, because that was one my big argument on that film when we reviewed it was, even if they were defeatists and they were, were willing to die as defeatists, just for the fact that their daughter was still out there would make me think that they would have fought until, you know, tooth and nail until they died and they didn't. And thinking about that, maybe I would have lowered my, my rating on it now, Mike, when you, <laughs> when you think about it. So that's a fair point. Um, that was kind of stupid. stupid shit happens in movies all the time. I'm willing to let it yes, slide. That I agree with. It's just that one hit me. Yeah. I don't know yeah. why. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, all right, so uh, let's go uh, over to you first, Barrett. Uh, any any things that you wanted to bring up about your list? Why a certain film fell anywhere? Uh, and then uh, if me, Mike, or, or uh, Eric have uh, any questions on some of your choices? Um, you know, I, this was a really hard list to do this year. There's just a lot of movies that I really liked, and uh, I kind of went outside my box this year a little bit, and. Uh, it just it was generally a hard year to rate things and yeah i don't think anyone here is probably surprised that i put terrifier 2 as my number one i'm just i'm pretty big on that film so and barbarian i loved as well so those were my obvious ones for for in the very top so other than that nothing nothing really special i was actually surprised with prey i didn't expect that one to come in so high but it was so much better than i expected um, so it, it got that nice number four position. Yep, yep. I was actually surprised to see, um, the seller, not only on your list, Barrett, but on, on everybody's list except mine. And I'm the one that suggested we do an episode on it. <laughs> I was like, Whoa, what happened there? That was weird. Yeah, it, yeah. I was surprised it was on my list too. It might've gotten, you know, it still would probably be there even if I had the innocence moved into this list, which mm-hmm. for some reason I left that one out. And I don't know why. I um, know why. Why? <laughs> the thing that happened. Oh yeah. happened that upset you. And that's why. <laughs> yeah. I, saw I, somebody I was so like, pissed with that film. Um, I've had it on my top 10. I saw somebody put the seller on their worst list because he didn't understand why people were supposed to be afraid of math. And, <laughs> well, I, I, I can like that, see that. that. That was not the point of that's like saying he didn't understand why people watching Poltergeist were supposed to be afraid of TVs. It's like you're right. You're missing well, the mechanism. You, you yeah. Know, and it's kind of Cthulhu like in that in that numbers are mystical. Right. Right. So. Let, me, let me ask you this, Mike. What was the list by just some Facebook person or someone important? Well, let's put it this way. He, he's somebody he's somebody on who has a YouTube channel. He just popped up in my stream. Uh, but based on one of the others of his that popped up in my stream, he is significant enough to have gotten all the episodes to Last of Us. Okay. Wow. So that's, yeah, that's strange then. That's bigger than us. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, then that, that's strange that they would be that stupid. But then again, sometimes luck makes you where, where you, you go. Well, to, sometimes you know? luck, you know, he's, he's, I think he's good at what he does. He's, he, he makes good arguments. He does really, I think he does good analysis. But I think sometimes we get stuck on things. And I have like certain things. And I was arguing vociferously uh, about Avatar 2 yesterday with somebody about the, how terrible I think the script is. Um, and it's just, 
there were things in that script that really just got under my skin as far as bad storytelling. A lot of other stuff really good in it, but I just thought it was a terrible, terrible screenplay. Yeah, I can't wait till we talk about it then, because I, I that'll help me, I think. So. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I just thought it was a great spectacle. Um, but uh, we'll be talking about that maybe a little bit on our speculative fiction list, but we'll also talk about it in our upcoming Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Review list as well, I mean, podcast as well. Um, now, um, I like that you put the twin on your list, Barrett, uh, even though you put it similar to me uh, in ranking. You put it at 12, I put it at 13, because I remember when we discussed that film as an episode, uh, I think you and me especially were the two that said, oh, if, this, if they hadn't screwed up that ending, this could have been like the best film of the year. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they, I think that's, they did screw up that ending. <laughs> yes. Well, and that's why I think up the rest of the film, so fuck that film. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't I remember it, that's what you said, Eric, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it didn't make it higher because of that, right? I mean, yeah, I yeah. think it would have been much higher in this list if it had been a different ending. So. Yeah, yeah, because that film was so good, especially with all the devil and cult shit and stuff. And then they pulled the rug out, from out of under us, and we're like, "What the fuck?" And Eric summed it up when we did the episode. He goes, "If the ending sucks, the movie sucks." Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> well, and I think it's rated that high well, and, for me and because of all the, the cult stuff. That's generally true, but I want to I want to clarify what I meant by that. You can have a good good movie with a bad ending and sometimes I'll forgive the bad ending and still appreciate it as a good movie. Uh, for instance, sinister when fucking Mr. Boogity pops out at the end. No, thank you. I did not appreciate that, (laughs) (laughs) but but that doesn't mean it's not one of the best horror films in the last decade. Um, however, if the ending reveals that actually the whole movie that you've been watching was shitty and not what you thought it was, that's different. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, yeah, I think there's, yeah. there's two endings that ruin films. Is it a mystery? And they fuck up the reveal, the answer to the mystery. It doesn't make sense to anything that transpired earlier. Yeah. Or is it an ending that like just completely, that, that is a twist. The whole film is built on a, on a twist. It's a reveal that's supposed to make you see everything that transpired earlier in a different light. Like the yep. usual suspects. Like the usual suspects, <laughs> except in the case of the usual suspects. That was a great the, the, the twist that makes right. that a bad movie is that, you know, the director was a pedophile. But um, true. Yeah, true. <laughs> that was a surprise ending 20 years in the making. But uh, that ending made the film come together. But when you hinge your film on that twist, making it work, and it doesn't. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah. Exactly. That's a better way of saying what I was trying to say, Mike. Thank you. Right, right. Yeah, and and uh, um, it was still good enough for me that and it appears for you, Barrett, to still make our lists, even though uh, it, it it didn't make the top ten specifically because of that unfortunate, uh, or as you probably would have say, Eric, very unfortunate uh, ending, which I would concur. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, let's see what else. Uh, about yours, Barrett. Um, anybody have any other items they wanted to bring up? Um, Ring fresh really high. <laughs> yeah, you did have it high. Yeah, look at that. Number six. Mike, you were gonna say something? Yeah, I mean, I can tell you, like, there were films on this list like Prey, Black Phone. Uh, you know, Prey was for uh, it was well, 
First of all, I, I do wonder if this had been in theaters, if I might not have ranked it higher just because I, I probably would have had more enjoyment out of it in theaters. What are you talking about now? I guess Prey. Prey? Okay. Yeah. Um, and apparently it was a contractual thing. They literally could not put it in theaters. It was, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that in past years, that probably would have been, a, uh, been uh, an easy top ten for me. Black Phone probably would have been easy top ten for me. Um, yeah, it's Virus Thirty Two. I completely forgotten about. Um, there were a number of films from earlier in the year that I like just completely forgot or didn't realize were this year. Quinn uh, was one of them. Uh, that freaking alien cult film, Cosmic Dawn. That was another. <laughs> I didn't oh, forget uh, it. Forgetting that's make blocking out. <laughs> tried but yeah it's yeah it's just it's weird because it, it on the one hand the, the the year seemed to go by fast on the other hand i was like wow that was this year that seems so long ago that that came in <laughs> now now you said cosmic dawn but what was the one you said right before that mike um you already forgot i've forgotten i completely forgot that we'd done that film yeah uh, the the what was that film that was on a couple of people's list? Um, you won't be alone. I completely forgot about that film. Right, right. How I completely forgot about that film, but I because I watched it twice. Um, but I did completely forget about it. All right. That's why we use Letterboxd. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the, yeah, Prey. Um, I I just didn't really like that film. I thought it was kind of I was kind of bored, and I felt the CGI kind of sucked. So. I, I didn't really. Come on, Predator versus Bear. <laughs> yeah, but it was it, it, the, the CGI was kind of crappy. On the bear, it was. On the other stuff, it wasn't. Uh, yeah, well, all the animals I felt that looked crappy, except for the but the alien. Yeah, he looked pretty cool. Um, but I, I liked the alien much better uh, when it was a, a person in a costume from the prior films. Uh, but either way, in a costume. Yeah, in most cases it was, except during the, the fights with the bear and stuff. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just, it just, I just didn't really enjoy the film that much. I mean, it was all right. I, I mean, I, I, but I felt it was no better than the one with Olivia Munn, to be honest. But that's just my no, opinion. no, no. Well, that was a terrible one. That, you're right, but but at least I, but I wasn't like pissed <laughs> that I wasted my time with it. I was like, yeah, it was all right, whatever. Um, <laughs> so I didn't hate that film. Just as like, Prey was was a better film, but. Uh, I felt like the same watching. I was like, yeah, you know, sorry, right. I probably won't revisit it. Um, anyway, that's that's uh, Barrett's list. So if there's anything else, we can always go back. Uh, so Eric, what, uh, let's go over your list here. Um, you have there, there's Barrett a few mentioned. things I want to mention or just talk about, just because they were only on my list. Yep. Um, Bones and all was an interesting one. Um, it was in it was a theatrical release, and um, it's kind of a love story. Um, but it's, I don't think it's a secret that the movie's about cannibalism. Um, but it's kind of an interesting presentation of it. Uh, whereas most movies portray cannibalism as something that people want to do. In this movie, it's uh, portrayed as, uh, well, there are still people that are out there that want to do it. But there are also people out there that have to do it. It's like being a vampire or something. Um they have a need to do that. Um, 
and I, I appreciated that. It was a it was a original thought and presentation I hadn't seen before. So that's why Bones and Law was on my list. Even though it's not the most horrific of horror movies, it's more of a love story. Um, and Piggy. Piggy is a Spanish language uh, horror film, an indie film. Um, if anybody else ends up seeing it, I would uh, I would be interested in uh, in hearing your thoughts. Uh, for me, it actually ended up being almost a better version of another movie we talked about this year, but I don't want to say what it is. Uh, I want to I want to see if anybody else ends up watching it if they make the same connection I do. Um, but I liked it. It's it's a good little indie film. And uh, co-host Johnny uh, from Halloween Boutique Sacred Reviews, uh, he he added this is number three, I think. So mm-hmm. and, and he thought it was pretty good too. Um, I, I saw Bones and All. I'll just say that for me, it's um, it is a very tweeny film in a lot of ways. Like uh, you know, like the or teenage girl kind of film. It's like oh my god, it's, it's so too oh. falling in love. Yeah, yeah, I have to see that yeah. Now. But it is a. Um, it is a like, I have to see it. It's a teenage yeah. movie. Yeah, it's it a film that's on, to me <laughs> like it was on a very even keel. I mean, the whole time, um, I didn't have a whole lot of highs. I didn't have a whole lot of lows. Mm-hmm. I, I can respect a lot of what was done in the film. I would just, you know, I kind of walked out like, okay, that was a thing. I didn't. I, it just didn't. It's like that. It didn't work for me. It just didn't emotionally engage me the way uh, a movie like that kind of has to for it to it didn't resonate with the right right to resonate right it's it's I, I compared it to going to a uh going to a concert and all they play are the ballads like, <laughs> <you> gotta, <laughs> okay fair enough you, you gotta give me something to stand up and on my feet you know there is a villain in the film i think he's fantastic but he is um a, a not a presence throughout the entire film. He pops up a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's, and even as in that, the, the sense of danger is you know, kind of muted, mm-hmm. but and it's, and, and this is a matter of splitting hairs. I was just me thinking, why is it that I didn't love a film that did so much very well? Um, and I've seen it on a number of top lists and I think it's really going to be a very hit and miss with a lot of people. But I certainly recommend. Well, and and I get it. I get why it's not on a lot of lists because it's very much, um, it's kind of a relationship road trip movie, right? Um, these yeah, people like meet each other and discover they have something in common and start going through life together. Uh, and not everybody's into that. And and I get it. Um, I think know, this, like uh, this is one of my twenty-five movies that was rated seven out of ten, and that's where it fell today. Sounds like it could have fallen on my top twenty that, if I'd seen it. I think if you take Bones and All and Natural Born Killers, which is another Killers in Love romance movie, and you put them together, you'll have a film where the tone kind of makes sense. You know, it's not consistently low key and it's not completely hyper frenetic. It's a little bit of both. I guess it's, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, those are the two I really wanted to uh, to mention. I also just wanted to talk about uh, a couple of movies that were absent from my list. Um, Terrifier 2 uh being one of them phil harassed me via text over that no uh, I, I i thought you just forgot it like you forgot a uh, wrong turn from a couple of years ago it's and not on your go, list it's not on your list 
Well, I, I was I was kind of surprised. So I thought because I remember like Ron Turn, you go, oh yeah, I forgot that one. Let me put that one on the list and put it on number whatever. So I, no, I didn't I didn't I didn't forget about it. It just fell outside of the top twenty when I was making the list. Um, and I was actually um, I was really surprised to see Virus Thirty Two on on all your lists. I didn't think it was that great. Um, you know, it was an awful, but. Like, I think well, part of it is because I watched it after I'd seen the sadness, and in comparison, it's like milk toast. Um, but yeah, that was a little bit of a surprise to me. So yeah, Virus Thirty Two is nowhere near my top twenty. Right. Well, to be fair, we, we all had it in our a bottom five of our top twenty. So mm-hmm. it's, so, but that's that's a fair point, Eric. Uh, it was kind of milk toast, but um, it was it was it was. Entertaining. I mean, it was fine. I, I I don't think it was a piece of shit or anything. I just uh, eh, a lot a lot better movies this year. Was Virus Thirty Two a number seven on your list? Uh, probably. I'd have to check. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, let me see what else. Um, so you had a uh, handful of foreign language films in your in your top ten. You had the sadness, the innocence, uh, sadness is uh uh. Cantonese, uh, the innocence yeah. is uh, Norwegian, and you won't be alone is Macedonian, isn't it? Macedonian, yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. I think, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and, uh, pretty, oh, and speak no evil, speak no evil is Danish slash Dutch. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and, and what was the other one you said? Hatching. Oh yeah, that's Finnish, I think, right? I think it's Norwegian, isn't it, Mike? Oh yeah, maybe it's, it is. I thought everything was Norwegian. No, no everything's Swedish. Ah, yeah. Swedish. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So you had a, a number of films uh, uh, with uh, foreign language uh, in your top twenty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, Piggy too. Oh yeah, that's right. That's no, no, I'm well, like a quarter of my list was foreign language. Cool. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's cool. Uh, what else? Um, so you, just as Barrett, in uh, different orders, uh, Ty West uh, made 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 it twice. Uh, on the it, weren't those two on everyone's list? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So every, yeah. we all had Ty West uh, on our top. Oh, sorry, list. didn't mean to, didn't mean to steal yeah. anybody's thunder, but no, that's good. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, anything else anybody wanted to bring up uh, for Eric's list? Questions or comments? All right, let's uh, go to you, Mike. All right, let me take a look. Um, What's Deadstream? Well, Deadstream was a. Uh, it might have been the only it's a one. goofy, goofy movie. It is a, it is a, it's a fun film. Um, if you watch enough YouTube videos, you you realize that there are some people who just have it. You know, they have that presence. And this is a person who is doing a live stream podcast or video cast from a haunted house, and he's a whiny bitch. It's kind of the point of his podcast is to do things that he's always been terrified of doing or pretend. Um, and it's because it's funny when he screams. Because it's funny when he screams. And he just got back from being demonetized because of something he did earlier in the um, – which is a plot point, so I won't bring that up. Yeah, you, you find out at the end of the movie what he did. But what he did. <laughs> and it's really I – mean, and, and it's not like anything too horrible – um. Oh, and you do have occasionally you do see the comments on the bottom, and some of those are a lot of fun. 
Um, so it's like a found footage film in a sense. Because it is a found footage it. film. It's, yeah. It might be the only found footage film I saw this year, unless I'm forgetting something. No, you're pretty much right. Because me and Barrett uh, were trying to figure out films like that, and we couldn't think of any. But I think they do some things, but, but really the film rests on the lead. And he is a compelling, silly person in a lot of ways um, and engaging. Uh, and you can kind of enjoy watching him get tortured. Um, they also do things like they uh, answer some of those little questions that pop up in found footage films. So, for example, he has his own score pre-recorded on a tape recorder <laughs> that he plays at particular dramatic moments for his audience. So, because a lot of it is bullshit, right? He's playing up like, oh my God, what's in the, I'm not going in that closet, you know, even though it's just, you know, it's a closet. Um, and, and of course, obviously some real shit happens along the way uh, because it, otherwise it's not a horror film. It's just a comedy. Uh, but I actually found it just delightful and, uh, and I enjoyed it a lot. So I, I recommend that. And it's really a lot of it comes down to the uh, the lead and his how well he kind of captures uh, your attention, or at least mine. Uh, as with any found footage, if that person does not work for you, uh, then then it's going to be a terrible, terrible bore. Um, let me see what's on the list. The menu may have been the most I had in the, the movie is all year. It is. I was kind of, I was kind of snickering to myself earlier when you were talking about recency bias, looking at that at the top of your list. Well, no, I saw it in theaters. Yeah. So did I. Oh, okay. But I mean, there's other things I've seen since then. On uh, this list. On this list. Well, I saw the darkness on the dead stream after that. I think I saw okay. it all right. after that. But uh, I, I, you can understand Mike's, I mean, Eric's point, Mike, right? It's it's one of the more recent films, put it that oh, way. Oh, yeah, but it's... It didn't even but make it, VOD until, like, 2023, meaning... meaning oh, but I, but I had a... I had a smile plastered on my face while I was watching it. I saw it a second time in theaters. Um, I well, I'm not criticizing your choice. I've seen the movie three times. <laughs> right. So... So, yeah, but, like, a lot of times I can't... And I can never emphasize enough how much a rewatch really does help you know either enlighten you solidify your 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 opinions uh i wasn't really sure where nope was going to go on my list but we just did the episode on it i'm actually you know less certain about terrifier 2 it's placing on here it, you know i could probably have put it a little higher a little lower uh, i think i put it there in part because i didn't want the recency bias of the rewatch of nope to go higher uh, to, to bump it up, but it's, it's just, again, to me, it, it, these are all really close. Hatching, I saw in theaters, I really liked a lot, I thought it was a... Disturbing. Where the hell was that showing in the theater? In, yeah, in, I remember Mike seeing that theater. I, mean, I wow, remember yeah. I didn't even know that was, was in theaters. That got, that was like, a limited release in, in the beginning of the year when nothing good was in the theaters. Right? I said, alright, we'll, we'll give it a shot. Um, I, 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 I just loved the yeah, it was right when when um, the COVID was was pretty much facing just ending um, because the, my gym allowed us to take off our masks when we left yeah. certain uh, stations, and it was that point when you saw that movie hatching, Mike. So I remember it clearly that you saw it at theaters. But anyways, I'm sorry, continue. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I, you know if you go back to our episode of the cellar, I love the reveal of the. Uh, 
of the monster in it, uh, and reminded me of another film we, that we had seen, which was uh, the the twin. No, not the twin. Um, we shall never speak of that movie again. I can't think of it. It was the um, the not Spanish film. What do you call that? The Basque film. Swedish film whose name and the the uh, the blacksmith and the and the devil or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, the, oh, the, the Basque, yeah, yeah, the Basque, the Basque film. Yeah, the Basque film. Yeah, that's it. Um, let's see. Um, what else is on here that I would? And I've I've the talked Basque. all year. They're, they're my people. I'm yeah, I've loved I've loved X. I love Pearl. Um, the Curse I saw in the theaters and we reviewed early in the year. And I'm glad because I watched it a second time because I remember really enjoying it in theaters. And I went like afterwards like. I didn't remember why I liked it so much, and I watched it again. It's like, oh no, no, really, it is. It really is just that compelling. Um, I remember you saw that one at theaters too, and and no one was going to theaters at that time still. So that was pretty awesome. Anyway, continue. It's surprising how many of these movies I watched. Now I did watch more than once. Black Phone I watched more than once. Prey I watched more than once. Um, Coralie, Coralie I've only seen once. Barbarian I've only seen once. But Barbarian I think probably has the best. It's also just a blast in theaters. I would argue the smartest advertising campaign uh, in terms of like the, the, the commercials, the trailers, because they don't really show you anything. They lead you right up to the point. Where things get interesting. <laughs> but, but, right. but the door, right? That's basically it. She opens the door in the basement. Yep. And then they don't really show you anything after that. So that really hooked you as opposed to, you know, um, City Invitation, which showed like everything. And and then the movie spoiled itself because it's a movie aimed at horror fans that hinted that spoils its own surprise by just revealing the name of the location. Um, <laughs> well, when you the invitation have, the one a few years ago, you mean, right? No, no, no. The the invite. No, no, no. The new movie. Yeah, um, there's one this year. There's one in 2020. Yeah, well, okay. So <laughs> if you don't know, you don't know. If you haven't seen the trailer, you don't know. But if you watch the movie, the uh, lead actress is invited to a party at Carfax Abbey. And uh-huh. anyone who's a horror fan should know what's there. Carfax Abbey. I don't. Yes. Oh, Carfax. Weird because you mentioned the book earlier in this episode. <laughs> oh. oh, I did. Oh, Dracula. Duh. <laughs> oh, that was classic. I'm sorry. Anyway. So, yeah. Um, so it spoiled itself and then spoiled its, you know, then, and, but also kind of spoiled it. In the uh, in the trailer, it was a terrible ad campaign uh, and not a very good movie. But anyhow, but yeah, so no, I, I think it's a fairly conventional list. I don't think there's a lot on there that will shock people. The the probably the most shocking I, thing is is trying to pick what was the like the most disturbing thing from this year because my God, um, you know, there's so many things in here that really. Yeah, we saw some shit this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. It's there was some violence this year, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, Mike, I, I do like that you had bodies, bodies, bodies on your list. That's that was I had no and now bodies, bodies, bodies. In fairness, that's the movie we did on our, our, our mystic retreat. I had fun with it. I understand why some people won't like it. All the people in the film are miserable assholes, but they're not miserable terrible. assholes that are tortured, and so I mean not like hostile tortured, but through them uh so it's it's the movie is mocking those people so i could enjoy that um 
Uh, so I had fun with it. I was kind of surprised other people did not enjoy it as much as I did. Oh, uh, I thought it was the best, Mike. You know? And some people, like <clears throat> Barrett, I think, just really couldn't stand the film. I don't think uh, uh, Leo, Kevin Leo, Leo, I was not a Let's fan either. Yeah, let's, let's say it didn't work for me, but, you know. I understand. Right. Why I thought it was the best people. film ever when I walked out of there. I was going, this is great. Yeah, but I knew you were going to like because, you know, the things. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I liked Student Body that we watched earlier in the year better than Body's Body. Oh, that was pretty good, too. Yeah, we didn't put that on. Our list, I didn't get that one. Fun. Yeah, that's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Um, but also, Mike, uh, for folks uh, who are curious, uh, Mike mentioned that Nope is an episode. Yeah, that, that's in the backlog and, and will be coming out soon. Uh, obviously not before this episode because this one's coming out immediately. So heads up, watch for the Nope episode. Um, and uh, I was actually surprised, Mike, that sadness didn't go higher because I, I assumed – as a zombie film and the better of the two zombie films that we saw this year with virus 32, that you would have had it higher. Uh, but again, uh, like for example, I thought the sadness would have been higher than say, uh, Nope or fresh for you, for example. No, cause I also like my monster films. That's uh, true. Fresh, I That's just true. thought it was a really, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a relatively smart film yet. Yeah, it didn't have, it does become more conventional at the ending, but I thought just getting there was good enough. Um, and it was something that I, I also it helped that I went in not knowing really anything about it. Um, sure, sure. And, and so a lot took me by surprise. I thought the performances were fine. I thought the writing, the dialogue was really strong. Chemistry between the two leads was a lot of fun. And a lot of that really is. It's this at this point is am I did I enjoy myself in the theater? Um, or or at home wherever it is. And uh, and and most of these were fun experiences. Not, not curse or the curse or whatever the, the proper title is because I can never remember. Same thing with like hatching, hatchling, hatched. I can never remember what the actual name of that film is. Um, curse is is not a film that's a like a feel good film. It's not a film I went, oh boy, isn't this fun? Uh, but it is a still a, a good film. It's dark, but it is a, no, but it is a <laughs> wicked dark. Unlike unlike sadness, which is a film about. Uh, you know, Puppies. massive sexual assault on anything that moves. <laughs> and it's a lot of... Uh, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, The Curse uh, was a thinking man's film, too. It was interesting, um, I felt. Yeah, it was because a it, film. It's a mystery and all this other stuff going on, too. So, yeah, it was an interesting film. Yeah. Um, anything else for Mike's list? Anyone? No. Right. Pretty much hit the stuff. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, for my list, uh, no films out of the blue. Every film on this list, I think everybody is, is or at least one or two of you have at least seen. No, um, seen everything on your list. Yeah, yeah I figured you did. Um, so, yeah, a couple of things like um, Barbarian. I had that bumping around so many times. I had it at like five at one point, and then I had it down to where it is now, which is 12th. Um, it was just, I was just tra- debating where, where to group it because it was just, uh, the ending, which just bothered me as, as I mentioned when I did that podcast, mm-hmm. I was actually surprised smile wasn't higher. Um, because I, I thought that film was just unbelievably awesome. Uh, even if it was a ripoff of, or, or, not, let me rephrase that. Derivative. A, derivative. Derivative, yes. yes. But it, I hey, thought, I gave it a pretty good score considering. 
Uh, I did have bodies, bodies, bodies. Since you threw that back at me, Parrot, I'm never letting it go. (laughs) Um, Oh, oh yeah. So the orphan, uh, I was the only one that had it this high. I had it as number two, Mm -hmm. Uh, but, but that, I think a lot of that was was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a blast, and I thought it was just going to be crapola, and it was like, holy shit, this movie's awesome! Right. It was just, right, right? I mean, and it was hilarious. Uh, she was just a friggin' maniac, and it was great. Uh, I was so smiling I to myself when I saw a fall so high up on your list, because although I, I think I was sick the week that we did that episode, I, I wasn't on the episode. Yeah, um, yeah. I knew when we were talking about doing it, I was like, oh, my God, Phil's just going to go nuts over that blonde. It's going to be ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> you knew. Yes, the blonde. Exactly. Dude. <laughs> you, you were right on the ball. Dude. It had the best line of any movie this year, and it was uh, clicks for boobs. Or boobs for boobs. <laughs> was like, yes, that's the best line ever. Um, but, yeah, yeah, that one, that one, uh, that was partly uh, what made it awesome. But, yeah, it was, it was a interesting film um and then uh pearl pearl was just phenomenal i just love that film i probably could have is a force of nature um yeah the closing shot of that movie that goes into the credits is one of the most insane things i've ever seen in my life (laughs) (laughs) and apparently it was a one take i saw an interview with her where she revealed that was a one take um but like she's just like smiling insanely at the camera for 60 seconds straight without blinking uh, until tears start pouring out of her eyes. It's just like, holy shit, this woman is insane. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. And uh, I, me and Barrett were the only, out of the four of us, me and Barrett had that above X while you guys had X above Pearl. Mm-hmm. Um, I was saying to uh, Dave Z over uh, at Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast um, that I think that Pearl and X have a similar relationship to Paranormal Activity and Paranormal Activity 2, which is that the second one strengthens the first one. Okay, yeah, that's that's, that's a fair. fair, Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay, Uh, I have to admit my big screw up. I did see the sadness. I totally forgot. I think I was even in the podcast. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I was my gosh, a little bit funny. puzzled by that when yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna bring it up. But. I had to think about it a lot more and I just looked at it and I was like, I did see this movie. It was disturbing. <laughs> yes, yes. yes, it was. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, totally that. forgot about that film and I apologize. It would have been higher in the list, definitely. Well that might have been uh, blocking it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think I blocked it out because it wasn't good. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and, and I had two films on my top 10 that I would never recommend to anybody, uh, mm-hmm. the innocence and speak no evil. They were just the things that happened in those two films are so horrendously evil that I don't want to ever see them again. And, uh, but they were great films. So I had to put them in my top 10, even though I don't like them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much. I think I all I got of no. and and for the record, I feel the same way about Speak No Evil. I'm probably never going to watch that movie again because no. <laughs> I felt kind of sick to my stomach. <laughs> but oh. it was over. But it was very well done. Right. Very so I, I'm, I guess I'm not. I'm the only one who doesn't find that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, probably because you're as uh, as Phil likes to say, a cluster B. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like his cluster B. 
<laughs> they killed, well, no, they did. Did they kill an animal in that film? I'm trying to remember. Speak W. No, no. A lot of animals did die this year, though. Yes. Well, it was a lot of a particular animal, though, and I'm happy to report that in 2023, it seems to be back to normal. Yeah. There you go. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, I had uh, You Won't Be Alone had a dog and a cat get killed. And then The Innocence had a cat. And there were a lot of cats in 2022. There were yeah. at least four. Yeah, at least four. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That, so that that was my list. Um, and though I had some films and that... I'm just going to say, the fucking kid had held on to their pet bunny or whatever that damn thing was. Their old stuffed bunny. There you go. Was that that's it? right. Yeah, that's that, right. That, you know, they're asking for it. That's all you I'm know, saying. It, it, back but to my the kids ruin everything. They still could have left. They still could have left after getting the money. But um, yeah, so so uh, a couple of things that were were different with me is like you said, Eric Fall and Orphan, and then probably Bodies, 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 making my top three. I mean, my mm-hmm. top ten were the only ones that made my top ten. I don't think made other people's top tens. Um. But yeah, that's pretty much it. I was um, happy to see, uh, you won't be alone on. Uh, was that on everybody's list? No, it wasn't on Mike's list. Um, oh yeah, Mike, Mike forgot about that. It was on three out of four. About it. It was on three out of four, which made me happy because uh, that, that, that's a that's a very. I understand how there were some people out there going, "It's not a horror movie," um, which you know I what? don't like that refrain. Which, uh, well, it's it gets, definitely it gets horror. Old. Um, but I really, I I think that movie was really one it's one of those ones um that's deeper on purpose and uh really really just kind of connected with me as far as the creators of the movie wanting to say something about the human condition um which i understand is not why a lot of people watch horror movies but i appreciated it well i I honestly did not have a lot of fun watching the movie i appreciate a lot of what it did it just Exactly. Well, it's not a fun movie, so no, I get it. It just, just did not resonate with me. Um, and again, I can respect it. It just, just didn't click with me for whatever reason. Fair enough. It's your list. Yeah. Well, and it was a subtitled movie, so, I mean, that it got into my top 20, it says a lot, I think. It's a miracle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's right. Um, all right. Uh I think that's pretty much it for my list. So we have our definitive dark discussion. Dark discussion. Dark. Dark. Uh, discussions. Top twenty-one horror films of the year because we we did have a tie for number twenty. Um, so uh, let's uh, have Mike. Mike, you want to read off twenty-one to one? And and they're and they're they're. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's we don't need the point totals because twenty-one to one because it was a tie. That's right. 21 and 20 tied. The th- they're tied for number 20 would be Bodies, 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 and The Cellar. Number 19, Hellraiser. Hellbender is not to be found. Number 18, The Twin. Number 17, The Innocence. Number 16, no matter what Phil says, it belongs on this list, Fresh. <laughs> number 17, Fall. Yeah. 14, You Won't Be Alone. Number 13, even though it's a 10-year-old film at this point, Orphan. I think it's supposed to be Orphan First Kill. Number 12, I could tell you what it is, but nope. 
Uh, 11, <laughs> speak no evil. 10, smile, you son of a bitch. Number nine, the black phone. Number eight, pray. Number seven, the sadness. Number six, X. Number five, terrifier two. Number four, the menu. Number three, Pearl. Number two, barbarian. And number one, the cursed. Or the cursed, if you want to sound fancy. Or was it uh, Pieces of Silver, I think, was the original title? Eight Pieces of Silver, was it? Eight Pieces of Silver, something like that. that. I feel pretty good about that top ten. That's a good list. Yeah, it's a very good list. It is Um, a good list. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the, like, for me, really, the difference between, like, I love Pearl, I love Act. I think that, uh, like, the difference, it's, like, between Phil and I and our ranking on those, because I understand our taste, I think, better than I understand, uh, the nuances of Eric and um, Barrett's is that Phil, you like your dramas and I like my, my horror films and one leads more into being a horror film and one leads more into be a dra- being a dark drama. Indeed. Yeah. Right. Pearl doesn't become really a horror film until later in the film. Right. Yep. Um, yep. Where you're definitely getting more of the, the exploitation, the, 70s and 80s slasher film vibe <laughs> early on more, uh, from the beginning, I think, with X. And the cow. I don't know how what the cow had to do with anything. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, no, that's a fair point. Um, yeah, I mean, we. I think pretty much everybody agreed those two films, Pearl and X, were pretty solid films. Uh, in, in certain years, uh, I could see X higher, uh, but um, I, for me, anyway, but but I, I did have it pretty much the same as Barrett, um, so I, I wasn't like out of whack in a sense. Um, but absolutely, Mike, um, I can see why um, you liked X a lot more because it was a true you know horror film, and I liked Pearl more because it was more of a dark drama. Dark drama. <laughs> dark. Well, it's, it's funny too. Like I put Terrifier two as number one, but I think the way this list ended up. The, the first four on this list are much wider audience appeal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I mean, even though, believe it or not, even though Pearl made some money, it was like 10 million. Um, it um, only made 10 million. Right. So oddly, I don't think Naomi's got to see it as much as I thought. Um, it but was you're right. Not in theaters for very long. No, it yeah. wasn't. No, it With wasn't. September release, September is a never a great time for films. Everyone's like back to school. Um, right. Which hurts. Um, you don't tend to get a lot of great releases. September is a lot of films go to die in September. And they're always surprised by it. And it's like, why didn't you so well? Because you released it in September. <laughs> it's yeah, like the true. last month that that's needs blockbusters. You know, we've had blockbusters in almost every month except September. Right, right. But, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I haven't seen menu unfortunately yet but i mean the cursed barbarian um for sure a true like straight horror films that people would go to the theaters to see for sure um pearl um um you know if you like x you'll like pearl uh the menu everybody is raves about so um and then yeah then terrifier is the is the big indie film here that, it's that indie darling of the year for sure yeah yeah, and and the thing is about Terrifier, too, is is that it was a pretty big indie film, as as you mentioned, Eric. So it was, um, 
and 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 it is a franchise of a character that horror fans like, so it makes sense it's there. Um, X, we already discussed the sadness. Um, we did an episode on that, um, and that's. Um, uh, oh, spe- speaking of episodes, Pearl is in the backlog too, and is an episode. It just hasn't come out yet. Um, but yeah, the sadness. Uh, that was a crazy film. You, you know, you recommended it, Eric, and so we watched it. And, and uh, as as you can see, your your high rating of it uh, was legit because it, it made all our list, even though Barrett forgot it. Um, <laughs> it would have uh, been in the top ten if I'd remembered it. <laughs> sure, sure. And then and then uh, the definitive list there, Phil. <laughs> Right, right, and then well, uh, Barrett, here's my recommendation because uh, re- remember that there we had, we do have uh, Eric. Eric is obsessive about his uh, his letterbox. He's really good at keeping that up to date. Where I'm terrible at it. So uh, one of my secrets is to look at Eric's letterbox list at the end of the year to make sure I didn't forget anything. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> idea. Because <laughs> first of all, I I do look at the dark discussions episodes, uh, but me too, me too. But they don't. Oh, but like uh, on the dark discussions page, but not every episode that we do makes it out because it hasn't been edited or it just whatever. Yeah, it's in the it's backlog. Just, yeah. It's in the backlog, and so that's not the more reliable list. And I have not seen. Obviously, I have not seen every movie on Eric's list, but I have. But any movie that he's done for dark discussions, I've certainly seen. So it's a. So it, there's a lot of overlap there, um, and there were a couple of films on like they, he's he's the the son of a bitch who reminded me about Cosmic Dawn. Um, <laughs> I that, that was actually that. on my letterbox list. Uh, I successfully suppressed that film. Uh, we were the greats. God damn it. No. <laughs> okay, Phil. Yes. I I think this is what we need a um. We need a meme. And it's gonna. It would be Lucy and Charlie Brown, except Charlie Brown would be you. And instead of a football, Lucy is holding like a little alien, gray alien head. You know, because that's 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 like a running theme at this point. You the grays, the grays, the grays, and the football's pulled away. It's never the grays. Never the grays. Uh, except for a significant other. It's like, Kaiju, which and even uh, significant other it was the alien. are a very specific thing. Yeah. The big head, the big eyes. I figure when I Phil says great. it, he just means aliens. So. No, he means no. the grays, like yeah, yeah. close yeah, encounter. He doesn't mean yeah. pod people. He means grays. He was. Oh, yeah. oh, Phil, you disappoint me. Yeah. Well, well, well I, that's what I thought. The significant other was going to be the grays. You know. <laughs> Well, well, I if think it had the grays, if Nope had real grays instead of the, the kids dressed up as grays, it would have got points. Well, <laughs> I think part of the problem is that, like, nobody, well, not nobody, but, like, people don't just make vampire films. They have to make their own spin on a vampire or their own spin on the werewolf. And I think at this point, the, the grays are just, for, some, for filmmakers, we're trying to be, want to be original, so they're going to avoid something that cliched. So you're gonna have I a think hard the time. most recent gray film that I enjoyed, um, I can't remember the year of release. Uh, it was sometime in the mid 2010s. Um, it was a found footage film called, oh, unfortunately, just called Alien Abduction, uh, which awesome. is the most generic title in the universe. Uh, so nobody's ever gonna find it. Um, it but yeah, awesome. that's a great movie. Yeah, we, we did an episode on it. That was that was made by Top Five, I think. That was movie was incredible. I remember yeah, the yeah. last gray movie I saw. Oh, oh, the one, the one. Did no, no, no. Which one? Oh, Pod, maybe. But I, I was saying, saying, Mike, it was probably the one with um, uh, that, the uh, the one where the 
yeah. the two kids, the two kids were, and, and they thought it was the boy the aliens were after, and it was really the girl. And, and, and they, they took things from like poltergeist and, and the chick that was in, in that TV show that Eric loves, uh, the Americans starred in it. What the heck was that? Oh, oh Dark Russell. Skies? Dark Skies, yeah. How the hell did I pull that out of what you just said? Yeah, yeah. Dark <laughs> Skies. Gary <laughs> Russell uh, is... Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the, it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that was the only connection that I actually made was, was when he said the Americans. I was like, oh, Gary Russell. He's talking about Dark Skies. That's right. Gary Russell, J.K. Simmons. That's right. He was in it, too. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, right before he won the Academy Award, it was like the year before or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, when the Grays do good, they they do good. Yeah, yeah, those are good. Oh, and and the, the chick from uh, Resident Evil, she was in a Grays film, the fourth kind or something. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. that was good, but yeah, it had a similar downfall to uh, well, Blair Witch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, that's true. Um. So yeah. So we got. 2014 uh, is when Alien Abduction t- came out. 24. Wow, that old now. Jeez, that's crazy, dude. I, I, I remember. I, I posted how great it was, and 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 the director like contacted me saying, "Oh, thanks a lot. We appreciate it." Yeah, but, Barrett, you should catch up with that if you, if you haven't seen it. Yeah, Alien, Alien Abduction. Yeah, I have yeah. not seen that. Oh, it's so good. So good. Um. Let's see. Um. Anything else about the list here? Uh, that, I think we should move on to the other stuff. Yeah, all right. Mike, you about to say something? Uh, I do think it's weird. Like I said, a lot of the top 20 lists are the same, and I, we have the curse ranked higher than I think any of the other uh, that I've seen. Uh, but yeah, Some it, people, it, unfortunately, considered the curse from last year, uh, 2021, because it did festivals, so some people left it off because of that. But go on, Mike. I'm sorry. Okay. And, and that's right, and which is why we we use wide release for this year. Uh, that by the way, that guy that I was mentioning earlier, whose name I can't remember, uh, he had the same basic rule where he said, "This is this is not a list to show how important you are and how and oh, look at me, I got to go into a special screening. This is for the people who are normal people who are looking for films that they can actually watch. Right, um, right. They're gonna have to wait nine months for it to actually end, end up somewhere. So he does the same thing where he, he kept his. And I think he had it on his list, but uh, no, I saw it on a few lists, but I didn't see any of them rated as highly as we. Uh, but that's fine. They're wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think that, I think I think they're they're wrong because even if it isn't their number one, it has to be a top five. I mean, it, the cross was just awesome. Yeah, but it's, it's all the usual suspects, right? Every list out there, pretty much. Uh, you know, you've got X, Pearl, Terrifier, Barbarian. Uh, Maybe smile, black phone, uh, black phone, maybe, and and it just, you know, and that that actually, you know, tell me that those are good. It's that they they are they are close to objectively good as objective. If you can make a piece of art objectively good, because everyone's yeah, no, this is good. This was not just good. This was a really awesome film and one of the best of the year. Uh, yeah. So. Wait. And and the thing is too with the curse uh, when it came out, I remember we were all saying that it was so good and and you know it's going to be tough to top it. And and though other films did may have topped it from all of our lists because it didn't make number one for except for Eric, uh, it still made like the top five for all the rest of us. And uh, and when you combine all the lists together, that was the one film that seemed to always um, you, you know that that we all agreed was was a top five film to mm-hmm. the point, you know, and that's why it fell as number one. So, 
um, and and just and and the longevity of remembering it too is huge too. Is like you said, Mike, out of mind, uh, out of sight, out of mind. You know, versus um, a newer film that we just recently seen that you say, oh, that's a great film. You know, we we, we all still remembered the curse and said, oh yeah, that's a great film. So and it came out very early. So. Um, all right, so uh, let's go to the next list. Uh, so we'll do the same thing. Uh, um, just 10. Just 10. Yep, we're only going to do the 10. <laughs> Put everything yes, in the please, universe down here. So uh, we'll start with the films there, Eric. <laughs> yep. And um, so we, we'll start with uh, Barrett, um, which is The Gray Man was your number 10, which sounds like about the greatest, maybe. Uh, but no, go, no, no, uh, no. It's not Sorry. about the grace. Sorry. All right. So uh, start with number 10, Barrett, and go forward to number one. All right. Uh, number 10 was The Gray Man. Number uh, nine, Don't Worry Darling. Number eight, Batman. Number seven, Bullet Train. Number six, Top Gun Maverick. Number five, Avatar, The Way of the Water. Number, wait, yeah, four, Emily the Criminal. Number three, The Northman. Number two, Violent Night. And number one, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. All right, sounds good. Uh, now let's go over to you, Eric. All right, at number 10, I had Duel. Um, <laughs> I was shocked that I was the one that had this on my list. Number nine, I had The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. <laughs> uh, number number <laughs> eight, I had uh, Violent Night. Uh, number seven, I had Glass Onion, a Knives Out story. Um, number six, I had Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Uh, number five, I had The Northman. Uh, number four uh, was Kimmy. Number three was Emily the Criminal. Number two was Top Gun Maverick. And number one was Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Uh, and for some people who are curious, uh the Violent Night episode has already been released, and out of all those films, we have The Northman and Kimmy, which have been episodes that are in the backlog, so uh, look out for those in upcoming weeks. Uh, let's go with you, Mike. Okay, hold on. Um, which, which? Right. I've lost it. Yes, yes, oh. we have. Oh my gosh! Uh, it's not tab, here. I just tab two, Mike, on the the list I sent you. Tab two. I'll try to get the tab two because I'm looking <laughs> out of my phone. Come on. Come on. All right. Well, well, well Mike's doing that. You can do it. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay, so, okay. all right. So number number ten was the Northman. Uh, number nine is uh, probably the most historically accurate uh, <laughs> musical pick we've had in a while, and that was weird. The Al Yankovic story. Uh, number eight was Top Gun Maverick. Uh, then number seven was Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Number six was Wakanda Forever. Number five was Violent Night. Number four was Bullet Train. Uh, number three was The Batman. Number two was Glass Onion. And number one was Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Uh, now, one question for you, Eric. Uh, did you see Bullet Train? No. Okay. I was just. Curious. I was not interested in watching Bullet Train. Gotcha. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun, it's fun yeah. and hilarious. <laughs> Um, all right, and for me, um, I unfortunately uh, only you saw failed. I, I failed completely. I only saw six genre films, and holy shit, Phil, what's and, happening, man? And, and two of them I probably wouldn't even had on my list. 
Uh, not because, well, one was terrible and the other one was just okay, That, but I probably wouldn't have had it on my list. Uh, so I'll start with those because number six through number one. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't see anything this year for other, other films. So it feels terrible. Suck! Uh, Boom! Something not on your list, that I'm surprised you didn't put on there. I was fully expecting it to be there. What was that? It was a movie based on a classic 60s sitcom. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, what is that, Mike? Monsters. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I would have put that on my list if I remembered. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm going to add it right now. I'm going to add it right now. I know you would have. Then you don't yeah. look quite so much like a failure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, 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 I don't well, know. Well, the you're, just, you're just, you know, 30% of a failure instead of 40% of a failure. Is the Munsters a horror film, though? No, I thought I, I would. I don't think so. It's yeah. comedy. <laughs> All right, so I, I, I've added, I, I got seven films now on my list instead of six. Um, so, yes, exactly. So uh, here we go. So number seven. Uh, which wouldn't have made my list if I'd seen over ten films was Jurassic World Dominion. <laughs> uh, that was that was, uh, yeah. And then uh, number s- number six is Kimmy. Uh, number seven is The Munsters. Number eight is Violent Night. You're going well, the wrong way, dude. You're going the wrong way, man. I'm going the wrong way. All right. So so number one, number seven is Jurassic World Dominion. Number six is Kimmy. Number five is The Monsters. Rob Zombie's film. Number four is Violent Night. Number three is the Norwegian film or the Swedes film, The Burning Sea, which by the way is a episode that we did uh, with Chrissy that came on to to do this episode with us, and that's in the backlog. So look out for that in the next few weeks. Uh, number two is Avatar. And number one is The Northman. Now, I did not see everything everywhere all at once, and I'm assuming that would probably be my number one number two. Um, FYI, earlier in the week, um, Michelle Yeoh and Kihi Kwan both won Golden Globes for that movie. That is true. That is true, which was, I think, yesterday, right? Or two days ago? Yeah. Uh, two days, yeah. I think. Yeah, two days ago, yeah. Um, and, yeah, two days ago. And so... Um, let me see if anything changes. Uh, nothing changes by moving Kimmy down by one. So uh, that was my list. So let's talk about our uh, our movies here. Um, speaking of, we'll start with you, Barrett, as usual, uh, because I'm very curious about The Gray Man, because that sounds like it was about The Greys, but everybody's saying it, it isn't. <laughs> it is a Netflix film that has Ryan Gosling in it, who is not my favorite actor, but... I really enjoyed this film. It's kind of a, um, it's an action flick, kind of a spy related action flick. I, ju- I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, now Emily, the criminal, I know we were talking about this offline when we were adding up films and where to put them. Uh, what's that all about? Um, it's about a girl who needs money to pay her debts and she finds an unconventional way of doing so. Her name's Emily. And yeah. she's a criminal. <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler. Is, is, it, is it a comedy or? No. Uh, but it has Aubrey Plaza, and I really, really like her. And it's got Theo Rossi from uh, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, Sons of Anarchy. So really good. It sounded like Breaking Bad with Aubrey Plaza. Mm, not exactly. Not exactly. Not exactly, yeah. but. Or, or, good or stuff, though. You should check it out. Plaza. 
And a very different looking Gina Gershon. I didn't recognize her until I. Nor was. nor did I. I saw her name in the credits and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a really good movie. I was uh, actually surprised how good it was um, and definitely worth watching, as Eric has already previously stated. And Mike, have you seen that one? No, it's annoying because it's a movie I really wanted to see when it was in theaters. I, I just could not make it work in terms of scheduling. And then I just completely forgot about it. And I know it's on streaming and I keep forgetting to watch it. And that's and I was planning on doing it before this and it just blanked out of my head. And so I'm just really annoyed with myself for not watching it because it probably would have uh, bumped the Northman off my list. Don't feel that bad, Mike. You had you didn't fail as bad as Phil. Yeah, no, I at least I at least had ten movies. Had, uh, <laughs> right. Well, that's true. I that's think true. number eleven would have been an unbearable weight of massive talent. Just so you know. Um, I think you'd really like the film, uh, Phil. It's uh, about she's kind of cluster B in a way. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like interesting. Maybe we'll do an episode on it. I don't know. Uh, to wrap up some, some of our, our films on our list here. Um, and, uh, all right, sounds good. So, uh, let's get with, uh, move over to, oh, anything you wanted to just bring up specifically, Barrett? I forget that. Um, it was, a, again, a hard list to do. I, I think Top Gun Maverick didn't get is it should have been higher in my list, but I had a really hard time with, with that. Um, I thought Top Gun Maverick was probably one of the best produced produced big big films of of the year and it was a big surprise for me yeah it was one of the best theater experiences i've ever had yeah yeah so it being number six might not be completely accurate um there are other movies you know like violent night i just had more fun with it's just it got pushed down because some of those films above it just had things that it didn't have like avatars 3d just kind of pushed it up um stuff like that so gotcha all right, sounds good. So uh, let's go with you, Eric. Uh, your list here, we, we have a, like, uh, Mike brought up the unbearable weight of massive talent. What the heck is that? It's a, that's a Nicolas Cage movie, which is why I'm so, so surprised on my list and nobody else's. The person who hates that's him. That's a Nicolas Cage movie. It is the Nicolas cage of all Nicolas Cage movies. Oh, it's the one yes. that he plays himself, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, he plays Nick Cage. Gotcha. And Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, that that was that's a good time. Um if you if you are in for a uh, wacky comedy, um that's what that is. <laughs> Speaking of wacky comedies, weird the Al Yankovic story. Oh my goodness. I'm so pissed off that the only way you can see this is on Roku stuffed with commercials. Um Really? Give me, give me a fucking Blu-ray so I can watch it without interruption. God damn it. <laughs> what, channel, what channel is it on? It's only on the Roku streaming service. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Or you can go to Roku.com and they do allow you to stream it on the website, which is how I watched it since I don't actually own a Roku device. Oh, that's that. You get, you, you get, well, you have to watch the commercials. You can't get that. There is no Roku app on the Apple store. Nope. Nope. Okay. You need to have a actual Roku. Gotcha. Or go to their website. Gotcha. I have one, but it's not connected to anything right now. <laughs> um, now, but man, that is a wacky weird that the genius of that particular movie is. First of all, they call they uh they cast uh 
uh, shit, what's his face? Uh, Harry Potter. Um, Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. Thank you. Uh, for some reason, spaced on his name just then. Daniel Radcliffe is playing Weird Al, which is just funny. Um, oh, so it's his actual biopic. Well, no. <laughs> that's, oh, that's yeah, the thing that is. makes it so awesome is that it's pretending to be a biopic, but they take like oh maybe four or five uh, big moments in his career and spin total fiction around them. <laughs> oh, that's like awesome. Madonna seduces him in order to get him to satire like a like a virgin. Right, right, right. <laughs> Awesome. And how uh, Pablo Escobar is obsessed with his music. Um, yeah, the whole thing's just, just wacky as shit and hilarious. He's the, he's the, the cocaine dealer, right? Pablo Escobar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and that's why this belongs in speculative fiction because unlike films that say they're biopics and make shit up or pretend that they didn't, this is leaning hard into of making shit up things so it is clearly a fantasy version that gets completely bonkers by the end and Wait, how perfect and then, and then weird Al it, in the movie is when uh there's a wrecking executive telling weird al to stop wasting his fucking time and it's played by weird al <laughs> <laughs> now that's funny so if you're into if you're into weird comedy, check out Weird Al the Al or Weird the Al Yankovic stories, the full title. And the funny thing is, every year I show students when I cover the periodic table in class, there there was a comedian, uh, a comic musician in the 1950s and 60s named Tom Lehrer. Oh, I love Tom Lehrer. Who, right, who like who did the periodic table song, mm-hmm. and then I yeah. show them a clip. Of Daniel and I tell them, and I tell them Tom Lehrer is basically the an, an early version of Weird Al. Mm-hmm. Then I show them a clip of Daniel Radcliffe on a talk show singing that song, saying how much he loves Tom Lehrer, mm-hmm. who is the proto Weird Al Yankovic, and he sings that song from memory, the Element song, mm-hmm. and then. He goes and plays Weird Al Yankovic, so I kind of found that funny. As I like the, the whole thing is just just a convergence of awesomeness. Oh, and Daniel Radcliffe, I love the fact that people like him and Elijah Wood are just kind of out there doing weird shit and don't care, um, and trying distancing themselves from their their famous roles in a lot of ways. Oh, uh, by the way, made a lot off still. Your- of interest to you, Evan Rachel Wood plays Madonna. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. wow. Nice. And, uh, oh, and Dwight. <laughs> Don't forget Dwight. Rain oh, Wilson in it plays too? Dr. Rain Wilson's in it too? Oh, cool. Yeah, Rain Wilson plays Dr. Demento. That's true. Right. Now, does Al, Weird Al actually make a cameo or anything? Yes. Yeah, I he, just talked about it. The record oh, 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 what about, what about, what about in the last few minutes? So what about Madonna? She, she's, she's not actually in it? No. no. Okay. I was just curious. Um, what about Duel, Eric? What the heck's Duel? Duel is a uh, a science fiction movie starring uh, Karen Gillan, and basically the premise is that in the future they have a technology where if you're diagnosed with a fatal disease, um, they will clone you, and you have a certain amount of time to train your your physical clone how to act like you before you die, and then the clone takes your place, so your family doesn't have to deal with the trauma of your death. However, there there, there are certain instances in which um, the person who was going to die uh, 
doesn't die. And that's what happened to Karen Gillum's character. And it becomes problematic. <laughs> this was high on my list to see, and I just haven't had a chance yet. That's weird. That sounds, sounds like sounds pretty interesting. And Karen Gillum, she's the one from Doctor Who, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and of the Galaxy. She re- that reminds me of uh, an old now science fiction story from about short story from about twenty years ago called Think Like a Dinosaur, uh, which was basically about humans have encountered an alien race, which they call the dinosaurs, that built the, like transporter technology. But if you know how transporters work, where they basically destroy you on one end and put you together on the other end, they accidentally create the person on the other end without destroying them on 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 the one. And so it's like you end up getting two copies of a person and they have to decide what to do with the extra person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some, some more premise. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Interesting. Sounds good. Yeah. I, I mean, worth the um, episode, you think, Eric? I mean, watch it. See what you think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the top two on my list, Top Gun Maverick. Um, I was I I had I had zero expectations of yeah. going into it. I was like, Top Gun was a cheeseball movie from the '80s. This is the sequel to it. Um, I I just you know, um, of course because Tom Cruise was involved, he made all the actors actually get up into planes for the movie, and I wanted to see that, so I went to see it. Um, but yeah, every single aspect of that movie was better than I was expecting uh, going into it. Um, and man, it's like, and and people have pointed out um, there's some extreme, there's some plot points that are extremely similar to another very popular movie, which I'm not going to mention by name. Uh, but yeah, that's it's, it's a thing. It's there. Uh, but I still, I, it, it's a hoot. It's a blast. I love Top Gun Maverick. Um, and I was trying to get everybody I knew to see it in the theater because, man, seeing it on the big screen with this round sound was awesome. I got to be honest, I think that did a lot to get people back in the theaters because I agree. a lot of people who otherwise wouldn't have, people who had not come back after the pandemic, um, this did not rate, and I, had, I had a blast with the theaters, and I do not like Top Gun, the original film. Mm hmm. It is a bunch of trailer moments strung together into a 90-minute or two-hour film. <laughs> that's that's not inaccurate. Because I watch it now, and I'm like, how did I ever love this film <laughs> back I, I, in the day? I never have. I didn't like it when I first – I didn't no, I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it like on, on HBO or something in 1987 or 88. Um, and it's a conventional film, right? There's no fantasy to it, just, which is going to – you know, no fantastic elements, which is always going to be a benefit, a bonus to me. Um, but, uh, so that, that, that's one of the reasons down the list, but I swear to God, I was like, a, you know, like, it was like a meerkat, like peeking up over the, the grass, looking around the theater going, it's like, is anyone, is anyone else noticing, like, is somebody going to bullseye a womp rat? You know, it's like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I mean, this, this is, this is like. I, yeah, Mike, you, go go watch the pitch meeting for, this the for, for Top Gun Maverick. So, yeah, but you'll it, like it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's by far. I mean, I also I and I also laugh at the uh, we have to fight a uh, for some reason unknown, unnamed, unidentified, ununiformed enemy that is out there. That's yeah, it's uh, so generic. They never, the they never named the enemy in that movie either. Oh. They're they just have, they trying have, not to stir up shit. Insignia. They, they, 
we will never see their faces. But they have old uh, old planes in there, F-14 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Top Gun Maverick is a lot of fun. And, and um, it's it literally better than the original, in, in, in my opinion. Every way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it takes all what... the elements from the original and just improves on it. Mm-hmm. And it improves on it because it takes what were cheesy moments in the original. And I did rewatch. Let me just be clear. Me I too. Did, I did rewatch it because I didn't simply want to uh, think that, well, I'm not going to. First of all, I wasn't going to remember everything from uh, of something I saw when I was 17 or 18 years old. And I am not the same person I was. Uh, when I was well, maybe there were things that I missed. So no, I watch it. It's like no, no, this is exactly the film that I remembered it being. Um, but I don't think you had to though. I think they gave you enough in in Maverick that uh, they gave you enough flashbacks that people yeah, could they, enjoy that movie having not seen the original. Agreed. And, and, but but it's it, in some ways the first film works better as just that because that's really what it is is a bunch of just moments that work well in trailers mm-hmm. and it's like. At least I, but at least I went into it and remembering now who the characters were and what their relationships were, which which helped it play better. And I'm sure they I, they give you enough to figure it out, but it, I think it just knowing it going in helped. But uh, I think it just I think Top Gun works better as a series of flashbacks than in a film of itself. <laughs> it's no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, and then everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, yeah, we all we all had it at the top of our list except for Phil, who hasn't seen it. Um, it's, that's one of the most amazing movies I've ever seen. Um, it hit on so many levels for me. Uh, there's, there's great action. There's great sci-fi. Um, there's emotional content. Um, I mean, if that movie doesn't make you tear up at the end, you're probably a robot. Uh, (laughs) it's, 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 what the title says is everything everywhere all at once it takes this whole pile of shit and at the beginning of your movie you're going what the hell is going on um and then by the end of the movie you're deeply deeply invested with these characters uh and and the way they pulled that off was simply amazing um yeah it's it's one of my favorite movies of all time at this point and uh say um kudos to the editing this is a film. First of all, is it not a film that you can do while you're doing like house cleaning? <laughs> right. Right. No. It is. You have to pay attention. But even if you're sitting there paying attention, things go by so fast. In some cases, literally too fast for, for you to notice unless you're hitting the pause button constantly. Mm-hmm. And yet I, I, I never felt lost while watching the film. I never felt confused. I knew I missed things. Don't get me wrong. But like following the basic point of the story, I was amazed that I was I held on for the whole time, and I kind of have to give that to the the way the film is put together, cut together. Yeah. Um. And and one of the things I saw, like because it cuts so much, they did every, they they often will keep they made sure to keep everybody in the center of the film. Right. So you, because everything is changing around them, you need to have your eyes focused on like that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so whereas you know traditional framing, you tend to put the people on the sides, like on the, the third rule. Um, at a third of the way in the frame, they made sure everything was was framed center because it you just it's just easier to follow the action that way and everything that happened that way. Um, yeah, it's just such a brilliant film and so wildly creative in its use of uh, the multiverse concept. And Jamie Lee Curtis is 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 also really good in that. Um, 
as well as the, the two leads uh, who you've already mentioned. Um, Stephanie Shu, she was amazing, and she's amazing. And I was like, there's a parody of a, a Disney movie in there. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, there is. That first of all partly reminded me of Phil because the, the lead <laughs> character can't get the name of the movie right. Right. Um, <laughs> but it is somewhere. It's somewhere. Yeah, and, and but then that joke pays off hugely. Um <laughs> so and and even then still turns into it's they managed to like do these kind of uh heartwarming moments. It's uh it's a, it's it is a kind of a life affirming film. And yeah, there there's a couple of action scenes that are that are fantastic. Um after you watch this movie, you will want to own a fanny pack. <laughs> I, I will say this. Um, I suggested it as a uh, dark discussion. Dark discussion. It's not dark. For, for uh, at least twice. And had it been agreed on, I would have already seen it. But Eric, keep Philip, saying it. it's not I have a dark. piece of news for you. Yes. Here's a, here's a news flash for you. It's the same reason you only have six movies on this list. You can watch a movie when we're not doing an episode about it. I don't well, know if you can do. It's an option. That's true. That's true. But but I I want to just say that uh, you're a place for the discussion of horror film fiction and all that's fantastic. So we cut an episode on it. Everybody okay. outvoted you on this, Phil. Yeah, don't so know. don't yell at me. You're just Eric, wrong. Hope you notice, but Phil does so many podcasts. No, he really can't watch anything that he's not doing a, a podcast about. Well, he needs to stop doing so many fucking podcasts about television shows he hates. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well, we've worked out. You're gonna have time to watch a great movie like Everything Everywhere All at Once and The Menu. Yeah, yeah. Well, The Menu instead of The Stand. I almost missed. watched The Menu. I almost, yeah, oh my God, that's a terrible. Oh, oh, oh um, what's his face? Uh, Sean Fox reminded me of another one that was horrible. Uh, the Outsider. Oh my God, it, was, it ruined the book completely. Oh, that wasn't so bad. I couldn't stand it, but I know you you didn't hate it, but I was I was pissed. Um, but uh, oh, and that Lovecraft Country. Oh my God, it was terrible. Was um, oh, that Stand too. Oh my God, it was. <laughs> See, stop so, wasting your time on all that shit and watch good movies. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Uh, um, but anything else, Eric, on your list that you wanted to talk about? Uh, no, that's it. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, we've talked about all of them pretty much, uh, or their episodes or well, upcoming episodes. We've talked about any on my list, but I, I, I will recommend Bullet Train. Uh, it is a surprising film. Yes. Uh, Brad Pitt is a reluctant awesome action anyway. What's that? He's awesome anyway. As He's awesome actor. anyway, but this is a, basically is a, a reformed assassin. He, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Dante in Clerks, right? He's like that. He, uh, his famous lines, I didn't even... I'm supposed was, to be here today. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so he gets pulled into this into this intrigue, and he's just kind of doing it as a sub, and he's, and he's refusing to, to hurt anybody, because uh, that's not who he is anymore. <laughs> Uh, you have a villain who categorizes people according to which Thomas the Tank Engine character they most resemble. Um, it, it, it's just it's got a couple of nice cameos in it. Uh, it. It just really it's a fun 
fun film. Uh, it is it is currently on Netflix. Uh, I do recommend it. It was a fun theatrical experience, um, and it, it was a blast. It was way better than I was expecting. Um, so yeah, definitely recommend it. Excellent, excellent. Uh, anything else, Mike, on your list? Uh, no, I was actually funny because as good a year as they thought it was for horror, when I actually looked at, with the exception probably of Top Gun, uh, like I was probably, I don't think a lot of the films for, uh, general release, the, the, the non-genre films were quite as good as they probably hoped they were, or as they could have been. And like I said, it's just because Top Gun, I was not, not expecting anything. Um, and it ended up, I was not even planning on seeing it, uh, and it ended up working great. Uh, I think there were a number of films that just disappointed people this year, uh, in theaters as far as the mainstream films go. And yeah, you got things like Everywhere All at Once, but who was expecting that to be anything? Uh, I do find it funny that we had, let's see, that being a comic book nerd, um, oh, 40 years ago, DC Comics had to call their multiverse and rewrite it all into a single universe because the multiverse thing was too confusing to the nerds reading comic books. <laughs> and now we're at a point where we've had, we have like three different multiverse movies within a six months time span, which would have been Spider-Man, uh, No Way Home and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and everything everywhere all at once. Um, so it's weird how the multiverse has just kind of gone mainstream. It is true. It has. Uh, anything else, Mike? No, I All think right. that's about it. All right. Sounds good. Um, uh, on a sad note, uh, just to bring this up, it just popped up on the news feed. Uh, yeah. Lisa Marie Presley passed away at the age of 54. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Nice beaver. Hmm. No, not her. Her daughter. Oh, oh no, at Priscilla Presley. Yeah, yeah, not Priscilla. Priscilla Presley was at her daughter's side when she died. Yeah, as, she went as into well, cardiac arrest. Right, as well as Riley Presley, the the actress, um, her daughter. Uh, but yeah, it's terrible. Um, How'd she tough, die? It's a cardiac arrest. Cardiac but, arrest. Yeah. yeah, at the age of fifty-four, she was just at the Golden Globes with her mom. Priscilla to see um, that guy Butler, I forget his first name, Aaron Butler, or something. that right. won the Academy Award for yeah, that's it, for Elvis, the Elvis biopic, and um, oh, and then she, uh, um, but yeah, she had a tough life. She had, her father died when she was really young, and then her, one of her sons suicided back in 2020. Yeah, she, but either way, yeah. rest in peace. It's it's just it's a shame. It's terrible. Um, and and uh, th- thoughts to Priscilla and Riley and and all the rest of them. I, I, not, not, not that I don't just. Do we know that was she having issues? We don't know. Uh, you know, like her no, dad. Dad issues. Well, we'll probably find that out in a, in, in a week yeah. or so. I think, but but yeah, we don't know. Um, but yeah, I understand why why you would think that might be uh, easily cardiac arrest. It's either some condition that they don't know about or or it's like you said something yeah with issues um anyway all right well back to uh the list uh it's my turn um so um yeah the burning sea was that uh oil rig 
film. Swedish. Uh, forgot about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that was pretty good. Uh, it's part of a trilogy of, of disaster films from Norway, even though um, its environmental um, link was, was pretty heavy-handed. It was, it was kind of strange, uh, actually, because of the type of country Norway is, which is one of the biggest oil-producing companies countries in the world. Uh, or I should say Sweden, right, Mike? Um, and and it was just just strange. But 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 as a, as a, just an action flick, it was pretty awesome. Um, Avatar um, was, was pretty awesome, and uh, we'll have an upcoming episode on that, uh, even with its flaws. And then um, the monsters, uh, as we we discussed, uh, I know a lot of people were upset about it because it wasn't a typical Rob Zombie film, or they didn't like his reimagining of the the old series that they they liked but as mike mentioned i think in the past that um he wasn't allowed to do it in black and white so he decided to do it in this really cool color scheme and it kind of works and uh my two daughters thought it was pretty awesome and uh so it maybe it was more for younger audience than than fans of the original show and then of course uh the northman which i had number one and i probably still would have had it two or three uh, even if I had seen everything everywhere all at once and Top Gun, so I, it could have been it would have been a, a top four anyway. Um, I thought that was just an amazing film, even if it is kind of strange and art housey. Um, I think it may be uh, his best film, uh, the director, um, and uh, um, it uh, had amazing performances by uh, uh, Skarsgård and um, um, Nicole Kidman. And of course, um, it had a really awesome twist in the middle of the film. Uh, I felt as well, and I'll discuss a little bit about that during our awards that we're going to do next. Uh, any questions for anybody on this list? Anyone? All right. Yeah. What is Jurassic World doing there? Yeah, only because I saw it. I didn't have enough movies. That's the only reason. Um, all right, so let's give our... Even talk- Barrett didn't have it on his list. Uh, it was, but it was it, it was well past the top ten. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. It wasn't on my list because the dinosaurs didn't kill enough people. <laughs> Good reason. Yeah, they, 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 that was making the dinosaurs like here. It was just that was stupid. Um, but anyway, uh, we got our top ten uh, from ten to one. And uh, Mike, why don't you read us out the top ten to one? The definitive list with the lists all combined. All right, the defi- definitive list all combined. Starting at number ten, The Batman. Number nine, Bullet Train. Number eight, Glass Onion. Number seven, Kimmy. Number six. Avatar, The Way of the Water. Number five, Emily the Criminal. Not to be confused with Emily the Law-Abiding Citizen. Top Gun Maverick. Number three, Violent Light. Violent Night. Violent Light's a different film. Maybe that'll be the sequel. Violent. But anyway. Uh, number two, The Northman. And number one, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Oh, Mike, so, I had a so question for you. Screw that one up. That's right. Uh, Mike, well, question for you. Um, you didn't have Avatar on your top ten. Uh, where would have that fallen if you had a bigger list? Just for curiosity. Uh, it probably would have just missed the top ten. It, like, it's, it's Cameron. I said you don't – I've, I've had my doubts about a lot of things with this film, but I said never bet against Cameron. Um, he knows how to direct a film. He knows how to direct an action sequence. He knows how to tell a story. 
Oh, uh, you know, it's an edited film. Kind of. Uh, it's three hours and 20 minutes long. But um, so he can he can definitely give you that experience in the theater and uh, give you that spectacle. And that's something that definitely drew people back into theaters this year uh, because Avatar's rocketed past Maverick to be the top grossing film of the year. Um, it what took Maverick. How long was like Maverick in theaters? Like three months, four months. Yeah, yeah. something like that. It was a while. Yeah. And like yeah. Avatar beat it in like three weeks. So admittedly, it had like the China audience and 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 other bigger international things. Really, what did it? Um, but it, it is just it is a it is a spectacle. It's worth seeing if you had any interest in it. It is worth seeing on the big screen. Um, the 3D is still you know he does 3D better. He plans out the 3D in a way that I don't think other filmmakers do. I think other filmmakers use it as a as a quick gimmick. They don't care about it. They do it because they need to, because it made more money, because they can charge more for tickets, and they don't plan it out. And, and I think he meticulously plans out his shots to make maximum use of the 3D. Yep, sure does. And, and he came out, uh, I think, uh, about seven days ago, saying uh, that they're already uh, going to have two or three more coming out, that he is supposed to be directly... Uh, responsible for, meaning direct and all that, assuming... Um, well, they already shot it, the next one. They were just waiting to see how this did before they went to post-production yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, right, there you go. Um, and also, uh, yeah, and it did really well. Um, also, it... Uh, uh, I know Cameron's getting up there in age, but I still uh, think uh, he's a young... Uh, like a lot of older folks nowadays, uh, they're, they're younger than, than their age. So I think he, he'll be able to do it um so yeah that is that is a uh a fair point eric they already have the other one already made and ready to go once post-production is done um all right so for this list anybody wanted to comment on any of the 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 films i've already said what i have said yeah pretty much right i mean uh uh, we discussed pretty much all the films that are on the list. Pretty much the only one that we didn't really met. Well, we Glass Onion we didn't really talk about, but we've mentioned it a number of times on prior episodes. Mike has talked about it a number of times. Uh, Kimmy uh, is a thriller that um, we did an episode on. That's coming out has not been released yet, so uh, watch for that. Uh, the Northman, the same thing. Uh, Violent Night we already did an episode on. Um, Emily the Criminal we already talked about. So yeah, yeah, we pretty much talked about all everything here. Yeah. Oh, with the Batman, Mike, the Batman. Um, you have it actually as your best superhero film this year, which is DC rather than Marvel. And uh, Barrett, you had it on your top ten as well. Um, yeah. uh, I unfortunately missed it; um, just didn't have time. And it wasn't a film that uh, you guys said was appropriate for the younger audience, so I didn't want to watch it with my kids. So I just never got to see yeah. it. Well, the um, opening scene is like out of seven. It's uh, uh, some like kind of a shocking and brutal kill, not bloody right. or gory. Right. Uh, but yeah, this is very much Batman kind of by the way of seven. Gotcha. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's. It, I don't think a lot of the comic book films were as good as as some of them have been in years past. I I, I was disappointed in a, in a, a few of the films. Um, you know I. And yeah, something like Multiverse of Madness, I enjoyed the hell out of because while it has some narrative flaws, it's Sam Raimi uh, and Sam Raimi being like actually 
being Sam Raimi and a lot of his horror influences uh, seep in there. And of course, he puts in a cameo by Bruce Campbell that's hysterical. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, you know, it's kind of funny too is that Scott Derrickson was supposed to direct it and he dropped out. So he could, and he right. went well, off and did the Black Phone. And he couldn't make what? it a full horror film. Horror film. Um, and, uh, yeah, what kind of forever I liked. But they were it's, there were there were script issues because the thing had to be completely rewritten because the lead actor died. Uh, but yeah, the Batman. No, it's I think it's a really good Batman film. I think I I don't like it as much as uh, the Dark Knight. Still, it is a it is a new take, and I like a lot of the things they do with it. I think Robert Pattinson does just fine. Um, uh, but yeah, I think it's I think it's good. I think there's a lot of 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 stuff. It's done very differently stylistically. From from where Nolan did his films, uh, certainly different than uh, where Zack Snyder was was doing his, um, and it's uh, and my biggest complaint probably about the Batman films that we've had up until this point is that Batman was always supposed to be the world's greatest detective, and they've mm. never really played up with that. And this is like the first time where I feel that they leaned into that aspect of the character. Yeah, really um, hard, I think, in this film, which I I think made it better. Oh, and and you got um, uh, you got the Jesus playing uh, got a role in this. Um, uh, John Turturro uh, playing Carmine Falcone, which was nice to see. Um, so yeah, I'm really curious to see where they go with it. I enjoyed it. I think it was the best of those. And again, I'm a comic book nerd, so those films are going to be a little. Rated now, now, Fal- I, now Falcone, yeah. he was the the vil- one of the villains in the first movie, right? And and yeah, Falcone was the the crime boss of Gotham before Batman comes in, or when Batman first comes in. Right, right. And he was um, played by Tom Wilkinson, was it? In the, in, I, I, yeah, it and, be, and, I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, now, who, who's the, who's the star of the Batman again? Robert Pattinson. The farts! Oh God, the farts! <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, someone somebody did a thing online where they where they did a uh, a bust of uh, Willem Dafoe as the Joker, and it's like, man, we could have had. Ten. There's the movie. Awesome. We need a sequel. Is, is is reunite the lighthouse cast as a Batman awesome. Joker film? That would, be, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. I'll watch the Willem Dafoe in just about anything. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's great. Uh, anything else on the list? Anybody? I think that was, yeah, Batman. I brought that up. I was ready to move on a while ago. All right. Yeah. So let's move on uh, to our dun, dun, dun. What are they? The questions. Whatever the fuck we call these. Yeah, the yeah. List. Mike, the explain the words. The labels. Back when I was doing the, or trying to do a, 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 a blog, I would do, I just decided to do an awards List. I may and I stopped writing it when the pandemic hit, and I may write one now for Dark Discussions Network. And it was just rather than just do a list, it was just things I wanted to call out that I enjoyed for the year. And I just kind of, in order to call them out, I made up kind of random, somewhat random award categories. I mean, some of them are very obvious, like best horror film, best whatever, best comedy, uh, and then some random awards that went with it. And then you wanted to use it for this episode, and so so we have, and the list is, gets modified a little bit. And it has been modified again this year uh, slightly. And some of it because, like, we've been doing this shit for a long time. So when we had, like, uh, originally, you know, there was a a best found footage film. But, uh, you know, there are they don't have found footage films as much as you used to. Right. So um, 
it feels because it feels weird to pull out call a best of film when there's only one movie that qualifies. <laughs> uh, actually, there's yeah. more than that this year, but that's me. So. <laughs> um, sure. So, sure. and we'll we'll get into it what the categories are and uh, like remakes. There was a best remake category because again, when we started this, there were like three, four, five remakes every year, uh, and I think I can only think of one that came out this year, and I didn't even see it. Right. No, we, what we, was the what was the remake? remake? Firestarter? Oh, I didn't even think of that one. Oh, doy. Yeah, but Mike Mike mentioned, you know, uh maybe the remake would be really called remake uh prequel reinvention something yeah, or whatever. Remake, re, re, well, now you have remakes, reboots, yeah, and reboots reboots. Story. Right. Yeah. So like yeah. screen reimagining reimaginings too, reimagining. Reimaginings uh, so certainly, um, cash in bullshit is what the category should be. <laughs> cash in bullshit. That works too. Yeah. And then there was a few other categories that weren't on our original list that Mike and Barrett were thrown out, uh, online and, and, uh, they'll bring them up near the end when we get to those. Yeah. You uh, guys can't do that. After you sent me a spreadsheet, you can't fuck around like that. Like I was done making my list already. So I don't know. Make yeah, up yeah, something you, on the fly. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I'll do too because I I never got to write them down, but I I'll be able to make them up on the fly as well. Um, so uh, we we have uh, our regular list of um, twenty plus twenty eight, I think, and then we'll have like three or four more that Mike and Barrett will bring tell us what they are uh, at the end. Um, some of the things that we've done in the past is we don't usually repeat. So even if, for example, best I, overall I think film, all I did Phil, was it. I just added one category and okay. then just modified the, the like the, the suggested modifying the, the, the remake into remake, reboot, re- and requel. And I suggested taking what had been like best vampire, werewolf, oh. zombie film. Well, and, and you also did one category. No, no, but, but then you also had, that's true. You did that. And then you also said best uh, Chekhov's gun moment. Right. That's I said. I added uh, one. Oh, yeah. Oh, I that's changed. the one you're talking about. Gotcha. Yeah. And then Barrett, you the said you. I think I suggested Barrett. I added. Right, and then I added one too. It was best genre TV for some reason that was off the list. And then Barrett, you had one too, didn't you? Well, it was best genre TV and worst yeah, genre the- TV. Those were the two that I. Had Those mentioned. were actually on our list last year. Yeah, yeah they, they just weren't I on your list. I to find my list from last year. Yeah. Right. So, so we'll add. We're going to add worst, uh, best genre TV, worst genre TV. Even though they were, like Eric said, they were on the list even uh, from the past. And then Mike had best Chekhov's gun. Um, and well, not Chekhov's gun, best checkoff, because it's not necessarily a gun. That's true. Best checkoff. Um, and that's pretty much the th- it. So maybe there's only three. Yeah, All right, let's go. Of course, it would have been a combine of a few. All right, so let's go. All right, so uh, we'll go uh, alphabetical order again. Uh, oh, what I was saying was is that sometimes we don't repeat. So even if best horror overall film, best horror film, and best sci-fi film are all the same, uh, we, we try to mix it up a little bit, even if it – it doesn't follow our main lists originally, uh, just to to give uh, some dynamic to the list rather than have it static with the same. Now, time, are so. we going to all do our overall film and then move to the next one, then move to the yeah, next exactly. One? Yeah, exactly. Okay, I just want to make sure. Yep. All right. So, favorite overall film uh, is the first category. So, uh, Barrett, what, what, what did what did you get? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Gotcha. And what about you, Mike? Uh, I actually, I'm sorry, that doesn't exist. It's Eric. No, you don't. I had the same movie, Everything Everywhere All at Once. All right. What about you, Mike? I actually 
it, it was close. I ended up putting the menu as my favorite overall film. Nice. All right. That's good. That's good. Uh, and yeah, I actually put, uh, since, uh, speak no evil is a film. I never want to see again. And I had it as my best for horror film. <laughs> um, that is not my favorite overall film. And the Northman was, was great, but it wasn't my favorite film. So I went with the orphan first kill. Cause it was just a, a freaking blast and it had class to be in it too. <laughs> um, and I didn't get to see, uh, the other two films that were just mentioned. Uh, favorite horror film, uh, Barrett, what do you got? Terrifier two. Right, you're following the list. What about you? Uh, my, I mean, Eric, I can't forget it. God damn it, Phil. I know. I know. <laughs> my favorite horror film was the kissed. What was that? Oh, the Christ. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kissed. Well, how how do the French people say it? Because it took place in France. Uh, I don't know how French people say it. Uh, uh, oh, the kissed. Uh, what about you, you uh, Mike? Uh, having already taken, done, recognized the menu, I, I tried to avoid repeating, so I did X. X, okay. And uh, for me, um, I went a little further down my horror list. Um, because uh, it was probably the the one I thought was the, the most scary for me, uh, and I still did like it. Uh, it was smile. I put smile. Um, all right, favorite sci-fi, Barrett. Avatar: Way of the Water. All right, uh, Eric. Uh, to avoid repetition, um, I put Kimmy here. It would have been everything, everywhere, all at once, but Kimmy is the alternate. Yep. All right. And Mike. Everything everywhere all at once. All right. And for me, uh, Avatar, The Way of Water. Uh, favorite action film. Barrett, what do you got? Bullet Train. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I mean, based off of what everybody's saying about it. Uh, Eric. Top Gun Maverick. Nice. Um, Mike. Bullet Train. And for me, I wrote the Northman. Uh, even though it's artsy, it, had, it was it was kind of action. There was fights. Yeah. Favorite. There's half naked Vikings <laughs> hitting each other with weapons that work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, A lot right. of blood. What, oh, what they did to those poor Russian people. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, favorite genre, and never mind to themselves. Uh, favorite genre comedy. Uh, Violent night. Heard? Violent yeah, night. Oh, Dude, that's a good one, Eric. Mm. I didn't even think of that one, but but it's a good one. Uh, Eric. Uh, weird, the Al Yankovic story. Mike. You know what's weird? I also had weird, the <laughs> Al Yankovic story. <laughs> there you go. And for me, I had bodies, bodies, bodies. Okay. Uh, favorite comic book film, uh, Barrett. The Batman. All right. And uh, Eric. I also had the Batman, but I don't think I enjoyed it as much as Mike and Barrett. I just put it here. It's because it's the only one I saw. Gotcha. <laughs> um, Mike. Oh, well, the Batman again. Right. And oh, speaking of that, uh, Eric, uh, did you have the Batman? Where, where would that fallen on your top 20? If you, or I don't span it. This, but the Batman was it? It was down a ways. It was. Okay. I didn't. Uh, I was enjoy but it. ahead of Jurassic World. I appreciated the, the art of how it was made, but I found it kind of boring, personally. 
fair enough. Uh, for me, uh, I didn't see any, and so I was going to have it as NA, so I had to cheat a little, and I went with uh, uh, She-Hulk, Attorney of Law, the TV show, because that's well, only... All right, that's fair. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. That's fine, and my, uh, my runner-up, if it wasn't for the Batman, my runner-up would have been Peacemaker, which was also a TV series, so... Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Peacemaker. I got to see that still. That's supposed to be... Everybody says it's awesome. Taylor Swift's sexy butt. Kind of like it. It's one line in episode eight. You know, it's not a, not a big deal. Yeah, but that's awesome to just to have the reference. But the grays, Mike. <laughs> exactly. They're not gray. <laughs> <laughs> they said Taylor Swift, Mike. They said Taylor Swift. Anyway, All right. Uh, next. Favorite. Uh, and I'm wearing a Taylor Swift shirt right now. My uh, <laughs> which is not like anything. Big Nobody, Nobody cares. cares. <laughs> All right. Favorite <laughs> remake. I was going to be it. N.A. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they all sucked. Uh, Eric? I, I disagree. Hellraiser. It was on oh, all the lists. See, I didn't yeah. consider that a remake. Well, it's that's why I said expanded to remake, requel, you know, reboot. Has then, the same then, title. Then that's <laughs> what I would put there. Yeah, I know. Same title doesn't mean anything, though. Scream 5, Scream, wasn't a remake. Well, that's true. But that was a different movie. But it was a requel. Yeah. That's why I felt Hellraiser was a different movie compared to the original Hellraiser. It, well, well, well it's we, different because they remade it. All right. Well, let's look at it this way. If we, we did it's Mike's the new version of the category, it qualifies. Right? Yes. The new category, I would agree. And I would put my I would put Hellraiser in there for that. Fair enough. Uh, let's go with you, Mike. Yeah, I actually just watched this in the last week. Um, and it is the AMC uh, TV series Interview with the Vampire. Uh, uh, which I was really was thought was surprisingly good. Um, it only tells about half the story. Uh, season two is coming. That will tell, I'm sure, the other half. Uh, but as a reimagining and rewriting of the, the the novel, I think it captures the spirit of the novel very well uh, and invents some things along the way. But yeah, I think it was solid. It was the best of the re whatever that I saw this year. Fair enough. Um... Anthony, I wrote, uh, even though I probably should have put Hellraiser, but I, I was confused what to put, too. Uh, I put the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, because even though it, it was a crappy movie, um, it was awesome to see all those people get killed because they all deserved it. So it was Just that bus scene alone was probably the best oh, part. Oh, my God. That was, yeah, so awesome. that, that was awesome. <laughs> that was the scene of the movie. Yes. <laughs> because they all and in another year, could have been Kill of the Year. Yes. And I don't even think it makes my top ten. Right. Yeah. A lot of good kills this year. Yeah. Right. Right. It was it was pretty awesome. Um all right, so this this is another list that uh, another category that will be changed next year, uh, because we're gonna do what Mike said, uh favorite uh iconic monster like zombie, vampire, werewolf, whatever. But we have favorite zombie film, Mike. I mean, uh, what do you got? I am going to change what I had because I forgot I saw the sadness, and the sadness definitely beats Virus thirty two. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Good call. I also have the sadness. Mike. We're going to make it a triple sadness. And a quadruple it with the sadness. Um, now, the vampire film. Was there any vampire films? Did anybody have a vampire film list? Nope. There was one. Nope. I, I alluded to it earlier, although you're not supposed to know going in. All right. So so, oh, yeah. You're the only one that saw it, though. The invitation, right? And it wasn't very good. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so we didn't have much. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I have no idea what you call the things from uh, flesh and bone or bones and all, uh, but it's not, not a really vampire. Numbers. No. Yeah. 
Yeah. Even though they're so, on teeth. Yeah, so so we'll so we'll be changing up that category next year. Where we're going to combine zombies, werewolves, vampires, and whatever, and witches, great, and, great, and, and, and as classic witches, monsters. And I think grays, I, 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 maybe no, Stop it, would, I be, would I be correct in saying that if we did this as a single combined category of best classic monster movie, that the curse would have would have won? Yeah. If I didn't already yes. have it as favorite horror film, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I would concur. But we would sadness, think sadness would was we, close. Would we still have classic and then also best monster creature? Because I would consider yeah. no. Well, the monster different. creature thing we already kind of repeat anyway, so that whole thing okay. is getting a little murky. But we'll talk yeah. about it here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, um, favorite nature horror. I know Barrett, you may have an NA there, but what, yeah, what I couldn't think say? of one. Yeah, I couldn't I think of one either. Yeah, I couldn't oh, either. Or so depending about, on whether you count it as horror. What is that, Mike? Uh, for me, I put down Beast, which was the uh, yeah, yeah, me and, me, lion. me and Barrett well, were talking about that. Yeah, but we I saw that. It. I guess that's mine. Fall could but almost fit in there with the vultures. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Vultures and fall. Yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah, I say this is why this has to be a little bit of a more flexible list because there are just certain things that there weren't a lot of. So yeah. Yeah. Get, yeah, let's start talking yeah. about it earlier next year and uh, switch yeah. it up a little. Now, now I know uh, 2023, we already have the answer. We haven't even seen the film yet. Cocaine bear. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you well, but, but, but Phil, that, I, I, you're wrong. It's not going to be because we all know that's going to end up as, the, as just the best film of the year. <laughs> right. You can't have a repeat. Yeah, yeah. And we, don't, and we can't repeat. Right, right. You can't repeat. Yeah. All right. So best cheese. So let's go with you, Barrett. I said Violent Night because I thought it was cheesy violence and cheesy humor, uh, but it was really good. So. All right. That's a good one. Uh, let's go with York. Uh, sorry, where are we? Uh, favorite cheese. best cheese. cheese. I put Jurassic World because I just couldn't think of anything else. That's not bad. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything with Jeff Goldblum has to have at least one star. Um, <laughs> let's go with you, Mike. Yeah. So for the thing that I like just was corny, cheesy, and enjoyable uh, is the opening credit sequence to the Peacemaker TV series. That's, That's a it. good one. Yeah. That's it. Where where the the entire cast comes out, Eagle. You only have like one or two scenes in the show, and does a dance to uh, uh, was it if we really want to take it or something like that is the '80s metal hair band. Um, and and actually, my favorite part of it is that Peacemaker has a his eagle named Eagle flies in at the end dramatically, and to land in front of everybody as they do their dramatic dance finish, and you it's just. Awesome. And he's and he's, the CGI eagle is not only panting, he you see him look down to make and step forward because he missed his mark. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, it's 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 deliciously corny. All right, sounds good. And uh, for me, um, yeah, I was right there with you, Barrett. It was a violent night. That was it was a great film, but all the deaths and the ridiculousness of it, it was it was <laughs> it was cheese. It was great cheese. Yeah. Um, all right, so favorite found footage. Uh, I had nothing. I know you had nothing, Barrett. Um, no. and my, I mean, Eric, you had nothing, I know, right? No, so was, that's not true. I had uh, oh, Deadstream. Oh, oh right. Stuff? They had Deadstream. Oh, Deadstream. Yeah, yeah. There was the one. Yeah. All right. And it was worth it. Okay. What about you, Mike? Same thing? Yeah, I said I had Deadstream. For the record, right. there was another found footage movie this year called Dashcam. I did not see it uh, because I was, was warned away from it. Oh, really? I've heard terrible things about it. Uh, so, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I, I thought it, I remember that was like one of the first films of the year to come out too, horror films. Yeah. All right, sounds good. It, it's a cool premise anyway, but too bad it was not that good, I guess. Um. All right, now here we go. Now we get in some good categories here. So uh, the best kill. Let's go with you, Barrett. Terrifier two, girl in bedroom, because there's nothing like seeing an arm ripped off like a chicken wing. Saw that one coming. <laughs> uh, what about you, Eric? What do you got? Uh, because I knew everybody else was probably going to choose that one. I just, to be different, um, there's a, uh, in the movie Sissy, uh, there's a great head crushing in that movie and that's mine. All right. Yeah, man, that's another film on the list. I got to probably check out, uh, Mike, what do you got? Uh, so many good ones, um, this year. And, uh, but I, I, I had to go with one of the final ones, which was, uh, John Luguziamo in Violent Night. Oh, that was good. That was good. That was good. good. Which which also could have been my Chekhov's moment for the year, but it wasn't. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Yeah, for me, uh, a little anticlimactic compared to some of those others. Um, But when we, me, Eric, and Barrett did the episode, because, Mike, you couldn't make it that week. I think you were sick or something. Um, The Innocence, the cast iron pan that i don't think that's anticlimactic that was kind of surprising <laughs> yeah that that just freaked me out because i cook with that things and those things are if you get hit by one of them and for the his her own son to use his telekinesis to throw it up in the air just toss it not even like whip it and so it falls straight on her head and then she he just watches her die it was just horrendous i i it was very disturbing for me, very disturbing for me. <laughs> And I remember in that episode, which has not, I don't think it's come out yet. So people are looking for the innocence. That episode is in the backlog and uh, uh, you'll be seeing it uh, in the next few weeks. Um, I mentioned that till like maybe 18 times in that episode. I go, Oh my God, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Never mind the cat. Oh my God. That, that film was just, I never want to see it again. Uh, anyway. Um, so good. Yeah, so good. So good. <laughs> it, it, it really was. It was horrendously depressing. And, um, all right, so deserved better. Barrett, what do you got? I put Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah, that's what a lot of people are saying. Yep. Though Kevin, uh, not Kevin, uh, Sean, Sean Fox said it was one of his favorites. Yeah. But yeah, I heard more what you said. Uh, let's go with you, Eric. Um, I have Prey here because uh, Prey really should have had a theatrical release. Uh, that's a movie that would have been great on a big screen, and I'm really sad that didn't happen. I mean, there are reasons, but still, should have been in the theater. It would have been awesome. Agreed. Right, right. Um, all right, let's go with you, Mike. We lost Mike. Yeah, no, you're back. I'm back. Right. Whatever. I lost everybody for a second. Yep, Hello. It's you your go. turn on deserve better. Um, I, I could be wrong. I don't. I, I actually put uh, Bullet Train because I don't think it did that well. I think it was it got a disappointment at the box office. It made money, but not much. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, and I wrote uh, deserve better. Um. Uh, Jurassic Park, I mean Jurassic World Dominion. It, it 
just deserved better. It, it, I mean, it's a dinosaur movie. It's supposed to be awesome. It's supposed to be like the, the <laughs> first few where, where the monster, where the dinosaurs kill people, not our heroes. You know, and so I was, yeah, it was unfortunate. I almost had it as my worst film, but I, there was a couple others that were pretty bad. What were you going to say, Mike? I said, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So most disturbing. Uh, Barrett, what do you got? I put Terrifier 2, but there were a lot of disturbing films last year, like Speak No Evil and The Innocents. Um, that's a hard category for this year anyway. This last year, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you got, uh, Eric? Uh, I agree with Barrett. There, there were several candidates, uh, but I went with Speak No Evil, um, because yeah. I just had a a visceral, almost physical reaction uh, to that movie, and that doesn't happen to me very often. So, Speak No Evil is most disturbing to me. Yeah, yeah, same here. Um, uh, no, no, I mean, I, I agree with you. Um, Mike, what do you got? Yeah, well, this was, this was, uh, the intent of this wasn't really for the, when I wrote these words, wasn't for the film. Uh, it was more for a thing in a film because you're going to have a disturbing moment in a film. But it's, uh, but there were a lot, there were a lot of ones. And, um, uh, I'm just going to go with one that's going to sound a little silly, but just something that creeped me out. Uh, and it is from everything, everywhere, all at once. And if you've seen the movie, you know what I mean when I say hot dog fingers. <laughs> No, I totally agree with you. Yes. <laughs> I didn't okay. even think about that. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I, I, have, I have not seen it, so I'll, I'll have to watch it. It, it is yeah. on the list. It, it's one I will not miss. That's for sure. Um, and for me, uh, I went with exactly what Eric said. Uh, Speak No Evil is just the most disturbing thing I've ever saw in my entire life. Um, it's I'm just, surprised Fresh didn't get that for you. Yeah, well, you know, Fresh just sucked for me. But, but... The, the tongue and the little girl and and the replacement it, i mean it's just just horrendously depressing it's so disturbing you know um i felt i felt fresh was just gross but like you said the innocence was pretty close but but speak no evil and and what happens to the the children is, is just yeah it's very disturbing uh yeah i'll never see that film again um Worst ending, Barrett. What do you got? No, we got no, worst, worst film. film is next. Worst film. Oh, worst. Fi- oh, yeah. I skipped. I skipped like. Oh, two. I skipped like two. Yeah. What am I doing? All right. So, worst film, Barrett. What do you got? Um, Moonfall with honorable mentions of Scary on Sixty First and Morbius. <laughs> Moonfall beat out everything scary- in there. Well, Moonfall beat Scary on Sixty First because it had yeah. a higher budget, and I feel like you know that was. More egregious. <laughs> All right. Um, I didn't see that, so I, I can't comment. But yeah, a lot of people say it sucked. Uh, let's we'll, go we'll do... Moonfall. Right. So we we got uh, worst film. Eric, what do you got? Um, I agree that Moonfall was a piece of shit, but a bigger piece of shit was Scary of Sixty First. Um, and no matter what Phil will try and tell you, it doesn't matter how many naked people are in the no. movie. If it's a piece of shit, it's still a piece of shit. And Scary Sixty First is a piece of shit. Yeah. All right, and uh, let's go with you, Mike. Um, 
I'm putting Stereo 61st as an honorable mention here, or dishonorable mention, I per- perhaps you could say, because for all of its flaws, and they're considerable, <laughs> uh, it, 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 it was a film made for 38 cents. <laughs> uh, and so you could almost excuse films that have no budget and, and try to do something and, and, you know, and we're working with nothing and are trying something original, uh, possibly like the like biggest waste of money that they actually invested money into this year that I saw in theaters, uh, was the, the, the latest in the Harry Potter franchise, something, 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 Dumbledore, something, uh, it just, a that the entire series has kind of gone off the rails. Um, yeah, it was, it was bad. It was very bad. Gotcha. Gotcha. Bad uh, enough that it's even worse than Jurassic World Falling Kingdom, mostly because there were no dinosaurs eating people. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So for me, uh, yeah, Jurassic World Dominion was, was probably going to be on that here, but I, I, I had used it for deserve better. Um, and then, I was going to put fresh here too, because I hated that film, but it was just gross. It wasn't a bad film. It was just gross. And the ending kind of went off the rails, but it wasn't like horrendously awful. It just sucked for me. Uh, so I, I had to go with, uh, even though it has really good nudity, I'm top notch. Um, yeah. Scary, uh, 60, whatever street that it was just a terrible film. Horrendous. <laughs> uh, it was so bad. I, I kept on having to turn around to make sure my, my kids or my wife didn't walk in and say, what the fuck are you watching? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, yeah, I, I know. It was, it was just terrible. But but if you like midnight movie grindhouse films. It's still a piece a lot, of shit. It's, well, it is. But but it has a lot of really good looking women that make it. Out. But it's a piece um, of shit and you oh, should it, not watch it just for that. True. Go find yeah. internet porn. Yeah, I guess that, yeah, that's a fair yeah. Yeah, it, it was a terrible thing. It was just horrendous. Um, all right, so best ending. Let's go with you, Barrett. Uh, I, you know, I didn't worry about repeating stuff on this list, but everything, everywhere, all at once. Well, not, but we're past the recognizing film. We're recognizing more moments. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Moments, yeah. Uh, that's a fair point. Um, and, and, yeah, that was just some of us decided not to repeat. So it, it isn't a standard. Anybody can do what they want. Uh, let's go with you, Eric. Uh, I put Pearl here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like right. I said, that, that shot that, going into yeah. the credits. What the <laughs> fuck? Uh, I will remember that for quite some time. And you know yeah. what? Um, that could also was another moment that could have gone in for most disturbing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And ironically, it's the most memorable smile of the year. Yeah, that's true. Um, let's go with you, uh, Mike. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I hope this doesn't upset uh, Barrett because I know this is high on his list. Uh, but it is. Don't worry, darling. Mention movies where the ending can ruin the film, and this is no, this one is, of those. Th- th- we're we're on we're no, on we're best, best ending right ending. now. Oh, best ending. I'm sorry, I was yeah. on worst ending. Spoiler warning. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So best ending, and I won't spoil it here. Is men is the menu. And if you know me, you'll know why. <laughs> I'll have to, I can't wait to see it. We're doing an episode on it next week. I mean, in two weeks from now. So I'll be seeing it. Um, all right. And for me, yeah, best ending. And it's a repeat. But again, we're talking about specific moments. And twin. I will never. What's that? A twin. 
No, this is what we're talking best ending here. I know. Uh, best ending is uh, well, spoiler alert, Mike, from the from the next one. Uh, but best ending, uh, speak no evil. That was like no way they went there, and <laughs> my god, this they is went true there. horror. Yeah, they, uh, they went there, and this is true horror. True, true horror, and no one should ever watch this film ever. It's just so disturbing. No, it was far enough. Especially cluster bees. <laughs> it's, uh, it's filled with cluster bees. You're damn right. That's why you don't um, want them watching it. No, 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 no. But but there's just just so there was, it is. It's buzzing. Yeah, so it was the best ending in the most horrible way possible, if that makes sense. Uh, and I will never. I think that's the last mention tonight of that movie by me, and I will never think of it again. Um, oh, yes, you will. Yes, I will. That will haunt. Me. <laughs> uh, all right, now let's go uh, with worst ending. Even though Barrett, I mean, I mean, Mike and mine are already spoiled. But uh, Barrett, what do you got? Uh, I went with Moonfall again because I just hated the ending. It just made me so angry. It was just terrible. Yeah. yeah well, in defense, it also had a terrible beginning and middle. Yeah. <laughs> it did. It did. But the ending is just so so bad. It just I don't know. Yeah. Garbage. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, let's go with you, uh, Eric. I also had Moonfall. What a piece of crap. <laughs> and uh, Mike, what do you got? Like I said, I know I've had to say Barrett. I know he loves the movie, but don't worry, darling. It's it, it's a movie that's built on a mystery, and I do not think they they, they come close to paying it off. Um, I can see that. Like, it wasn't like that high on my list, but yeah. Yeah, so, uh, and, and I know that there was a movie that had a lot of issues behind the scenes i paid no attention to that i don't care about any of that uh so that did not in any way influence my opinion of the film i actually was liking it a lot and then to me it just completely disintegrated at the end all right sounds good and yeah my worst ending uh we talked about this earlier and uh the twin um because this if that ending didn't do one of the two bad things that endings are supposed to aren't supposed to do as mike mentioned uh that film could have easily been a top five if not number one of the year for me uh but that ending just oh my god and eric summed it up the ending ruins it the whole movie it really does. <laughs> oh my god. it's a shame too because it was such a great film up till that point um all right so hero of the year uh and uh, just for uh heads up i did a heroine and hero so uh one of each uh gender uh for me but uh what do you got barrett i only did one gender uh amber mid thunder from prey oh nice all right sounds good uh what do you got uh eric i've got maverick uh you know no matter what you think of tom cruise and his personal life um watching maverick uh get in the cockpit of a jet plane and do his thing is just gets your heart pumping it's awesome so Maverick's my hero of the year. All right. And and to be honest, do we really know his personal life? I mean, the press, who knows what <laughs> if it's true. We know some of it. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, how weird is it really? I mean, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> um, he believes that aliens, whatever. Never mind. <laughs> the graves exist. No, no. Uh. <laughs> they don't. They're just awesome movie monsters. Um, all right. Yeah, let's go with you, Mike. I say I'm surprised Eric didn't pick the obvious choice, which would take which was what? No, it was uh, Evelyn Wong everywhere, everywhere all at once. 
You were breaking up, Mike Tregan. I think you said everywhere. Oh, uh, hey, hey, sorry, you've got on. Hello? You yeah, there? We hear you. Sorry, Evelyn Wong, everywhere, everywhere, all at once. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, fair, a couple of these I changed because Phil said no repeats at the beginning, but then he changed no, 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 them halfway through the list, so fuck you, Phil. <laughs> no, no, I said we usually don't. I, I, I didn't mean that. <laughs> um, I, and I was trying to explain like how I don't want to get hate mail from our listeners and say, hold it. I thought you said The Curse was your favorite horror film, and now you're saying it's Smile or Barbarian. What the fuck? You know, we don't need none of those. Mm. I don't so, care. Yeah, fuck those people. <laughs> you know, take your hate mail and shove it up your ass. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going with uh, oh me, yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, hero and heroine. So uh, my heroine was Georgina Campbell from Barbarian. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, and my hero is Alexander Skarsgård from The Northman. Mm, okay. All right, villain of the year. Or villainous of the year, if you want to. But uh, let's go with you, Barrett. Or, or both. You can say one of each. Uh, Bar- Art, the uh, Barrett, what you- Art the Clown. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, what do we got? Eric. I originally had uh, Pearl here, because uh, that was a villain that was in two movies. Um, but then I changed it when you said no repates. And uh, I have the eyeball guy from The Sadness. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's good. All right, that sounds good. Yeah, he was awesome. <laughs> now that that movie has come back to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you got, Mike? Uh, I, I didn't have a person on this. I had uh, I had something different, which was Lumen Industries from Severance, the TV series. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. That's okay. Good. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, I did one of each gender, uh, for, uh, the male, the man, uh, yeah, I had, I had, uh, the guy on the train is what I called him, uh, from the sadness. So I think that's the same guy as you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And for the woman, and this is, this one's the number one, even more him was Nicole Kidman from the Northman. Hmm. Because Mm. the twist of, yeah. of her character, okay. that was like no way, so way, I, yeah, way, <laughs> right? She was, she was pure evil, and I was like, wow, that I didn't see that coming from anywhere. Uh, she was awesome. She's great anyway. Anyway, um, so best creatures. So Barrett, what do you got? The Cenobites from Hellraiser. Ooh, that's good. Uh, what do you got, Eric? Uh, I had the werewolves from the Cursed. Yeah, that's a good one. Mike, what do you got? Yeah, uh, not a lot of movies with a lot of creatures in them this year, uh, which is really what this was meant to recognize was like that sort of creativity. Uh, but it's uh, I went with Avatar kind of out of default. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. That, that, that's, that's fair, yeah. yeah. I didn't even think of doing that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I went with uh, the same one as Eric did, the werewolves of the Cursed. Um, all right, career boost. Uh, and I, I got both genders as well in this one. Uh, let's go with you, Barrett. Um, Kei Hui Kwan from Everything Everywhere All at Once, and honorable mention, Ethan Hawk. Hmm. Ethan Hawk from what movie? Black Phone. Black Phone. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. 
Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That was freaking awesome. Yeah. That's, he yeah, didn't that's, get the main one because he doesn't really need a career boost. I don't think at this point, but um, <laughs> right. Oh my God, dude. dude but I, I don't think he did a phenomenal job. That's why I wanted to. He, he would have been a great best villain too. He was awesome. Oh yeah. You're right. Oh my God. I, yeah, if I thought of that, if I even thought of him, I would have put him there instead of uh man on the train. He was fucking awesome. Um, all right, let's go with you, uh, Eric. Um, I have also two people here. Uh, first one is Mia Goth uh, for her yeah. appearances in Pearl and X. Um, she really got the shine, and I'm, I'm glad she got that opportunity. Uh, and second one here is Jenna Ortega. Um, she was in From X. She was in X and Scream, and also a drama at the beginning of the year called The Fallout. Um, which was in Studio Six Six Six. Oh, was she? In the very beginning, right, 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 right. So, so she was all over the place this year. Yeah. Um, so those are the two I had as uh, career boosts. Nice, nice. Uh, Mike, what do you got? Uh, I, you know what? I'm going to throw in two because I'll be a copycat. Uh, the number one, I think, to me is is pretty obvious is Mia Goth because if there's any justice in this world, she should be getting. If not all the awards, she should be getting at least all the award considerations for her performance in, um, in, in at least Pearl. Pearl. If not yeah. the fact that she basically does a triple duty performance. I know technically two of those three roles are the same character, but they are separated by 80 years of age or so, uh, 60 years of age. It's uh, And she just gives such a good performance, including that final scene that Eric has already discussed uh, in, uh, in, in Pearl, Pearl. And then there's that whole sort of fashion scene she gives in Pearl. Uh, yeah, that monologue is, is awesome. Yeah, it's done all in a... I don't know if it's done in one take, but, you know, but like, like it's filmed in one take. I don't know how many takes it took them to do it. Uh, just And you just and just seeing the, the expression on her face change through the whole thing and the realization. It's it's a, it's a great monologue. And then the other one is... I'll, I'll go with Damon Leone, the director of uh, of Terrifier, uh, Terrifier 2. Um, and the main reason is if you're talking about a guy who, after he makes Terrifier 3, will probably be able to put a big deal with any studio he wants in Hollywood, um, yeah, yeah. just because of the, the success of this film and everyone's going to be waiting to get to sign on to whatever his next project is. And for all I know, he's going to already cut a deal with like New Line Rome or something. House or A24 Terrifier or something. Three. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I don't think he's going to want to sign those rights away. No, so, no. Uh, yeah, he'll be my next one. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, so I had two as well, a uh, male and a female. Uh, the female is uh, obviously, uh, as Eric said, Mia Goth, um, most certainly. Uh, Pearl is genius. Um, and then uh, my male is uh, Tommy Ricola, uh, the director of Violent Night, uh, after his Dead Snows uh, films. And then he gets this really awesome script for uh, a Hollywood budgeted film. Uh, I, th- I think I think he he's gonna possibly get like the next eighty million dollar film or a hundred million dollar film to direct. Uh, I think I think he's he's gonna be uh, a big name in the next ten years in Hollywood. Um, all right, career block, and uh, I got uh, and this one uh, male and female as well. Uh, what do you got, Barrett? Patrick Wilson, Moonfall. <laughs> Ooh. I, I don't know if I want to see this film, even though I like Patrick Wilson. All right. Uh, what do you got, Eric? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think Patrick Wilson is going to 
I think he'll bounce back from Moonfall. Uh, I have. I agree. <laughs> I have here Alicia Silverstone, uh, who once was among the known names in Hollywood. Um, she was in one of the first horror movies I watched this year called The Requin, uh, which is a bad shark movie, and she is bad in it. So I think her career might be pretty close to over. Mm-hmm. What was that film she was in just a couple of years ago? That The Lodge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that film was awesome, and and she was awesome in that, and looked like for about you know, five minutes. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, that's true. And then she is back down to the the tubes. And speaking of the lodge, um, uh, unfortunately, uh, that was uh, Riley Q. Uh, her mom just passed away today. So anyway, um, let's go with you, uh, Mike. Well, I think the clear block this year is pretty much everything, everywhere, all at Warner Brothers. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it was now I, I'll, I really would call out the uh, the poor bastards who were involved in making the Batgirl movie. Now, I have no idea if that movie was any good or any bad or terrible or what. Uh, but, man, to have your movie 90 percent done and them just saying, nope, it's going to be a tax write off. And then they Scooby, delete sure. it off Scooby. And then Scooby Doo, and then they delete it off the server, so he can't even like use it for his resume. Yeah, that uh, just was. Oh my God, that was awful. And then now my under, this has come out. You had Black Adam that bombed at the not bombed, but just definitely disappointed and, and maybe broke even at the box office. But it came out that um, he was that he was actually trying to take over DC, the DC operations at warner brothers who's he and the at uh, the rock and uh he was he was trying to wrestle control over the franchise uh him and his agent or producer or whatever it is and uh the the failure of that film you know was one of the things that convinced him to hand it to james gunn so uh yeah and pretty much anything involved with warner brothers this year was a was a clusterfuck with the basic exception of the batman number of, of people who had their shows pulled off of hbo max because they didn't want to pay the creators anything rather than leave and, and it's just it, it's disappointing it's sad um and we don't now i'm hoping you know i don't want a studio to go under uh, I, I i'm hoping they figure it out um i generally enjoy hbo max yes, uh, we're, we're, in fact we are about to do a uh, a tv series podcast on a show on hbo max i want it to be succeed to succeed i'm a comic book nerd i'm not a marvel versus dc nerd i like it all i want they're those DC movies to succeed. I want Warner Brothers to be able to make good movies, but damn, they're making so many bad decisions. All right, sounds good, Mike. Uh, for me, um, career block, uh, the female, um, and it shouldn't really hurt her that much, but it, it, it was unfortunate. Uh, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard for uh, the Jurassic domain world domain dominion or whatever it's called um it was just a terrible film and um as a leading lady she was screwed doing that crap and uh um it's unfortunate but i think she'll bounce back uh and then for the man is uh david gordon green the director of halloween ends um oh, after no, he's fine well you really think so yeah maybe he's, he'll probably he's bounce doing back an remake this year all right, there you go, there you go. So he's going to bounce back, but uh, uh, and it won't affect him after all. But but um, I don't know if he would have got the Exorcist film if 
they saw what happened with this Halloween film, but uh, just <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not, but that is weird that they're going to make an Exorcist remake. That's just really stupid. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's not a remake; it's a requel. Oh, Ellen Burson is in it. Yeah, and it's funny because I, I, I got to be honest. No, I guess it, it kind of gets covered under mine because anybody involved in Warner Brothers is a broad category. Yeah. Uh, nobody mentioned Ezra Miller. Uh, oh, <laughs> I don't yeah. think we wanted to. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, we didn't well, really see anything. Too said. obvious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like in the Kevin Spacey category. It's just. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. 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 And and to be honest, he was no Kevin Spacey. In quality. Oh, yeah, he wasn't. Um, in, in many ways, he was not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But 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 either way, yeah, he's a he's a. Piece yeah, of Kevin Spacey was not in the stand. That's true. Good for him. <laughs> Um. Oh my God! And Miller, you could argue was the worst part of that show too. Moving on. Moving on. Yeah. Um. Eric, do you think I should watch that again? Just. To <laughs> I think maybe you should. Maybe it wasn't that bad. You get, you're getting you're doing, there. You're you doing almost that got him there, Eric. Uh. All right. So. So. Uh. Here we go. So our uh, best scream queen. Um, and that could be a hero, you know, like Jamie Lee Curtis, or, you know, at this point in her career, or it could be a regular scream queen. Uh, so it doesn't matter. So, uh, what do you got, Barrett? I put Jenna Ortega. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, from X and, X and Scream and Studio 666. Yep. Yeah. All right. And, uh, Eric, what do you got? I still don't understand what the fuck this category is supposed to be, but. <laughs> I just don't. Um, we need to relabel this next year because it makes no sense. Um, however, uh, I chose I chose Micah Monroe um, just because oh, I, yeah. I mean, I know Jenna Ortega was all over the place this year. I found uh, Micah Monroe, um, although I didn't like the movies she was in this year uh, as much as too. some other stuff. I thought she was good in them. Um, and I think she's probably a better actress than Jenna Ortega. Um, so. Um, and I didn't choose Mia Goth because I like Scream Queens mean means not a villain. Um, so I went with Michael Monroe. All right. All right. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I liked it. I liked it. Uh, uh, Mike, what do you got? Yeah, um, I, I made a mistake here. Uh, I'm just realizing because I named the character and not Ethan Hawke. I named the character. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but I'm going to say I feel dirty. Uh, not picking uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in a year that she would be eligible because she is basically the, the queen of the Supreme Queens. Um, yeah, yeah I, almost, I almost chose her, but I didn't. And she I shouldn't feel guilty after she was that in with film. The piece of shit this year. Yeah, I don't feel guilty after that. Yeah, it, it was a bad uh, film, so I didn't put her in it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, so uh, I, I, did, I did have her for the first of these, these three Halloweens as, as my Supreme Queen of the Year, so three years ago. But anyway, continue, Mike. So I uh, I put uh, the, whoever the actress is, and I apologize for not having your name, uh, who plays uh, Sienna in Terrifier 2. Oh, yeah, that's, okay. good. that's a good one. That's yeah, good I was one. thinking of her, but I didn't choose her. Yeah. All right. Uh, I got three. I got three. Um, and they all uh, have a few things in common. Uh, <laughs> I Virginia. bet they do. <laughs> I could uh, probably have the same two things in common. <laughs> Uh, well, no, a number of things, but, but uh, Virginia Gardner from from Fall, as Eric already predicted at, at one point tonight, uh, why I would like that film. Uh, Emma Jenkins Puro from Pearl, 
I think I, I mentioned that one offline to you, Barrett, when I was watching yeah. that film. And Anna Maria Marinka from You Won't Be Alone. Uh, she was yeah. Yeah. So that, those are my three. Uh, I thought they were pretty. They were all pretty solid, in all different types of roles, actually. Um, so yeah. So Virginia Gardner was the blonde, and fall Emma J- Jenkins Pearl was the first, the, the sister-in-law, and Anna Maria. Yeah, blonde. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marinka was um, the the white witch creature, and you are not alone. Um, all right. So best surprise. Uh, so what do we got? Uh, Barrett, what do you got? The best surprise for me was Top Gun Maverick. Cause I went into it expecting nothing. Cause you know, I remember the original and <laughs> it was so much better than I expected it to be. And was the original really good? I mean, at the time it's, it was considered really good, but now I look back on it and I go, it's one of the cheesiest movies ever. Um, <laughs> It was, you know, Tom Cruise vehicle, man against plane. So, gotcha. All right, sounds good. Uh, what do you got, Eric? Uh, my best surprise was Barbarian. Ah. I had no, I had no idea what I was walking into when I went to see that movie, and I was so thrilled to be taken aback, uh, <laughs> and have no idea what was coming next. It was fantastic. So I, I was really surprised by Barbarian. Yeah, that was a good, that's a good choice. That's that's a, good, that that could have that could have made mine too if if the ending didn't bother me. But but that's a really good choice. Um, Mike, what do you got? See, the the one thing that I think is an even bigger surprise than a move than going into a movie that you don't know what you're going to see is not even knowing a movie exists. And for me, that was when I'm sitting through the end credits of X, <laughs> and out of nowhere. I heard nothing about this up to this point. There was a trailer for its own sequel coming out in just a couple of months. And so I would have to say biggest surprise for me was just the was was Pearl and the fact that we, that X was actually a, the start of a mini franchise. Um, that was the biggest surprise for me because I was not expecting that remotely. All right. Sounds good. Um, yeah, for me, I. I, I I didn't choose this, but Avatar, I didn't even know there was a sequel coming out. And then when I brought my kids and then they said five minutes, <laughs> a, yeah, a five minutes preview of the, the movie that comes out in December. It's like, oh, really? So, but, um, so, but I didn't choose that. I, I chose my biggest surprise and I, I had two because they literally were blew me away and I was, would have expected nothing from either of them, uh, was Smile and Orphan First Kill. Um, so, yeah, that. Yeah, because Smile, I didn't know anything about it. And then we just said, all right, let's go do it. It's coming at the theater. I said, all right, whatever. And then often first kill, it's like, oh, this is just another crappy sequel or prequel that's that's going straight to video, you know, whatever, VOD, which it didn't. It actually didn't make theaters, as you said, Mike. Um, and, and it was awesome film. So, yeah, both of those films were awesome, and I came out of nowhere. Well, um, I, like if there's an anti-surprise award, the idea that, like a, a sequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre was bad, would might you know that probably would be the anti surprise, the perfectly predictable award, and yep. and I think also perfectly predictable would be the fact that Smile and Orphan First Kill would suck, and yet they didn't. So yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> and I think everybody was amazed that they were amounted to anything. The fact that they were even better than were, 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 would have been just mediocre would have been a little bit of a surprise, but no, they were actually good. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, most disappointing. Uh, Barrett, what do you got? Halloween ends. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, what do we got for you, Eric? I kind of knew that Halloween ends was going to be bad. Um, so for me, my most disappointing was The Reef Stocked, um, which is a sequel to The Reef. Uh, the Reef is one of the few there's a, like literally a handful. I can count them on one hand of shark movies that I would call good. And that's one of them. Uh, and this was done by the same guy who did the reef and it's a sequel to the reef. So I thought maybe it would be pretty good like the reef. And it was not at all good. I don't know what the hell happened to this guy in between the two movies, but this was not a good movie and it was really disappointing. Too bad. Uh, all right. Uh, did you see it? No, I didn't. Mike, did you see it? I did not. I, I keep wanting to watch it, like, but wanting to watch it because I love the first film. Mm-hmm. And then like, there's this, every time I go to click on the button, there's this little, like, voice in the back of my head. It's like, don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the voice, Mike. Listen to the voice. <laughs> and it's a shame because, I mean, I loved The Reef. I loved Blackwater. They were both Alan Trouke. Right. But, but then he did that crappy... Uh, uh, Alphabet short in the alphabet horrors or whatever they call it. Uh, but I, I don't, I'm yeah. sorry. You make a thing that's 30 seconds long. I don't, I don't count that. Yeah, uh, yeah. He did. Um, oh, he did. Yeah, which one he did in that. Um, and the yeah, ABCs of Horror, ABCs of death. I don't remember what, what his thing was. Oh, he was the one with the, the, the abortion flushing the toilet one. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, but uh, no. And then he did the jungle, which is just like, uh, that was actually pretty solid. Was it? Oh no, no, that was okay. That was yeah, that was mediocre. It's all right. Mediocre. Yeah. And 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 now we and then he, you know, uh, just, I, don't, I don't know. I will at some point break down and watch it, um, because maybe Eric is wrong. But you know, if there's anybody whose opinion I'm going to trust on a shark film, what about, um, <laughs> it's going to be Roy Scheider, but he's dead. What about so, Blackwater uh, <laughs> Abyss? <laughs> I come in second. <laughs> he did Blackwater Abyss. Too, oh yeah, he did Blackwater Abyss, which was, which was also movie. bad. Well, not bad as this, but still not as good as the original. Oh, it makes me. And it, so again, it makes me wonder. You never know who's responsible. Was it was it the, the the editor? Was it the writer? What what was the responsible for the success of his earlier films, or was it just that he was dumb Lucky. along? Yeah, yeah. Uh, now, Mike, uh, you're most disappointing. Uh, I'm going to go with the TV series here, and uh, uh, that is a. TV series by Robert Rodriguez that technically started the very end of 2021, uh, and that is the Book of Boba Fett. Robert Rodriguez had directed an episode of The Mandalorian, which brought back Boba Fett and made Boba Fett a kick-ass character, finally. And, you know, and the, the second season of The Mandalorian, spoiler warning, ends with Boba Fett basically taking over as uh, Jabba the Hutt's position as a, as a crime lord. And so the idea of Boba Fett be, as the crime lord and, you know, as a, as a anti-hero and getting his own TV series had a lot of promise. And it turned out he just wanted to be a kinder, gentler kind crime lord. It was a <laughs> not a well-constructed series. There was They didn't explain any of his motivation until the fourth episode. And the only episodes that were any good were ones that were basically episodes of The Mandalorian. Um, it's Star Wars. There are things in it I like. Uh, but, yeah, it's just tremendously disappointing. All right, sounds good. Uh, and for me, uh, yeah, the worst uh, or most disappointing, I should say, uh, I guess, was uh, Halloween Ends. 
um, as, as you, as Barrett mentioned, um, it was unfortunate. Um, all right. Most overrated. Uh, what do we got? Barrett. I put Thor love and thunder. Yep. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, Eric, what do you got? Uh, mine is Christmas bloody Christmas. Um, I was pressured by several people to watch this movie because it was so awesome. Mr. Watson. And and I do not agree. Uh, (laughs) This is the same guy that did VFW, which is also a movie that everybody got really excited about that I didn't get. Uh, So maybe I just don't vibe with this guy and the way he likes to make movies. Um, But I found it pretty boring. So, Oh, so he had a new movie. I didn't even know that Christmas bloody Christmas. It's on show. All right. Anybody else see that one? Yeah, a lot of people saw that and said it was pretty good. Yeah, you're right. It's Joe Vegas. How about that? Huh. All right. So no one else seen it, I guess. All right. Uh, what do you got, uh, Mike? Um, most overrated, it, you know, just because it's overrated doesn't mean it's bad. I just don't like it as much as everybody else does. Uh, and, and I, I was conflicted between two. You may be able to pick it up from what I've said earlier in the, uh, in the show. And, um, both were highly rated. I'm going to have to probably go with avatar two because as much as I enjoyed the spectacle and the action and the effects, I, I really think it was a terrible screenplay. All right. Sounds good. Uh, for me, um, yeah, I, I have it as my same most overrated as well as most disappointing. Uh, Halloween ends. Uh, I saw people online like Bill Casolani and Jason Lloyd and a couple other people saying, this is our best film ever. And it's like, no, 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 it's not. Um, <laughs> I can understand you liking you're still it. Listening to Jason Lloyd. <laughs> well, I can see people liking the film. You know, that's fair. You know, I mean, you know, it works for you. I mean, it wasn't the worst film ever, but yeah, when when, when people say it's the best film ever or, or this film is great or one of the best in the franchise, it's like, no, no. Well, so. please consider the franchise before you say that. Um, yeah, well, that's there's true. a lot but, of wreck in the Halloween franchise. That, that, well, that's fair. That's fair. But but either way, the, the people that hated this film and the people that loved this film were both kind of. Um, hyperbolic in a sense because it's not the worst film ever and it's definitely not the best film ever it's just a film like 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 leo said about bodies 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 when we, we asked him what he thought of it and he goes it's a film yeah. <laughs> yeah. so yeah yeah so um all right so best monster or creature in genre this year so uh let's go with you barrett uh the creature from nope yeah, that's cool. Oh, cool. Uh, what do you got, Eric? Uh, I have the Predator from Prey. That was yep. I thought about that one. That was the high on my good. list as well. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, Mike, what do you got? Yeah, I'm I'm with Barrett. I went with Jean Jacket. Um, now, if it was just the creature as we saw it through ninety percent of the film, uh, which was the uh, just looked like a flying cowboy hat, um, uh, I uh, I wouldn't have done it. But you get that. Uh, the jellyfish play or whatever it is at the end, uh, which I thought was really neat. And uh, I actually did watch something that kind of talked about, like they looked at it and I like how it worked and how they thought. I, I thought it was creative. I liked it a lot. 
All right. Uh, and I went with uh, the werewolf from the cursed. Uh, I put it, even though I put it earlier for mo- uh, best monster or whatever the other genre, the other yeah, that's why best these creature. Categories are a little weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I still thought it was the best best monster creature. I mean, that whole autopsy scene was just phenomenal. I mean, that was like nuts. And um, <laughs> it was kind of nuts. Yeah, yeah. So, so that 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 was enough to say. All right, this is this is the best one right here. Um, all right. So now we have uh, some of the other categories here. So we got best genre TV. So what do you got, Barrett? Um, so I just keep waffling. I had House of the Dragon, but I really think The Recruit is the best show that came out last year for me um, with House of the Dragon, Wednesday and Andor as honorable mentions. But The Recruit was just really well done. And uh, what station is that? That's on Netflix. OK, uh, very good. Uh, Eric, what do you got? What's a station? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right>. Oh, <laughs> you know, old man. <laughs> You're right. You know, you're Eric, right. I do. That, that you're uh, getting there. They're coming back because basically what's happening is all these streaming services are slowly they're 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 not dropping all the episodes at once. Now they're starting to sneak commercials yeah, in. Yeah, fuck them. Uh, so best genre TV for me was Severance on Apple TV. All right, sounds good. Uh, Mike, what do you got? Yeah, I agree uh, without question. Uh, Severance and and I really like. The film, the, well, I didn't see The Recruit, but I really liked The uh, House of the Dragon. I really liked Endor. Um, I'm enjoying Wednesday. I just started. I said I really liked the Interview with a Vampire. Uh, but, um, yeah, that the Severance just, just won it handed down. It was it was new. It was, it was interesting. It was smart. It was one of these series that um, I, I think That's really it. gave you something to digest and talk about and every week and, you know, looking for, you know, Analyzing the clues, I just it just hit all the right buttons with me. Apple Plus, is it? Yes. All right, continue. Mike. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, so that's it. That that oh, gets, that's also why Lumen got my uh, my villain of the year award. Yeah, there you go. Um, for me, um, I was thinking Ozark season four, but it uh, too many. Is that twenty twenty two? Yeah, believe it or not. January, oh my god, April. It feels yeah. like it was so long ago. It does. It does. Um, and. But but the, 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 a lot of the characters were scummy and they were trying to make them heroic and people got out of it and they shouldn't have and stuff. So so it, it was a great season. Lo- loved it. But but I didn't choose it. House of the Dragon was, was pretty awesome, too. Um, Seahawk I liked, but there was just what too many. What did you choose? Too many crappy episodes. Uh, I chose. Oh, what's that? No. What did, what did you say? What did you choose? Oh, uh, I chose uh, Apple, another Apple Plus show, uh, Dennis Lehane's Blackbird. Uh, it's a six-episode miniseries um, based on a, uh, a true crime uh, book and also uh, a true story. Um, it's basically a serial killer that is a little off, um, off meaning slow, uh, who's in jail? And, they aren't all serial killers yes. off. Yeah, well, he's not a not ugly <laughs> stereotype, Eric. He, he's he technically probably could have been considered mentally ill. This guy, even though he's in jail right now, um, and this other criminal gets arrested that is well liked, popular, whatever for for selling drugs, and they may, he goes to jail for ten years, and they make him a deal that they'll send him to this other prison to befriend this serial killer. 
and get the serial killer to admit more crimes and and where the bodies are buried and if he can do that they'll they'll suspend his sentence and send him f- free so that's that's what what it is and uh, again Dennis Lehane he's the showrunner which is interesting because he, he's more known as a as a uh, novelist um and he takes someone else's work and he and he creates this six episode miniseries uh true crime uh drama and uh, it's really good. And it stars, uh, and I mentioned this last week when we were talking about it, uh, the guy that starred in Richard Jewell and then uh, the other actor, um, Mike, you said you knew him. And I never heard of him before. Um, let me see. Uh, Taron Egerton. Yeah, he's got, he, he was from, uh, from the Kingsman. Yeah, that's it. He also yeah. played uh, Elton John in Rocketman. Yeah. Oh, that's the guy. Okay, how about that? Um, uh, and then uh, Paul Walter Hauser was the other one. So Taron Egerton plays the the, the guy that got to jail for drugs and is basically the quote-unquote hero of the show. And then Paul Walter Hauser uh, plays the, the serial killer with Greg Kinnear, Ray Liotta, and Sepeda Moafi as uh, the sporting cast. Uh, Kinnear is really good. Moafi is really good, too. And, and then uh, Ray Liotta... Uh, unrecognizable because um, he plays an old man uh, because he's supposed to be the father of uh, Taron Egerton's. Uh, it's one of his last roles, and, and they have a nice placard saying, uh, uh, "In the memory of our good friend Ray Liotta." Um, so yeah, I recommend Blackbird. It's getting excellent reviews, like ninety-eight percent or something, uh, if that matters. Um, and it's on Apple Plus. So if you have that, uh, if you, like if you watch Severance Day, you must watch Blackbird. It's really good. Um, and Dennis Lehane, he's the guy that did uh, um, the, the books for uh, Gone Baby Gone and Mystic River, which possibly both could be cinema a la carte episodes maybe at one point. Um, all right, so let's go to worst genre TV. What do you got, Barrett? Uh, the most egregious show I could think of from last year was um, Rings of Power. Uh as a Tolkien fan, I think it is horribly done. Even if I didn't know anything about the Lord of the Rings, it has some really egregious, horrible plotting. Um, and just, it's just horrible. I can't even say enough about how horrible it is. For a billion spent, terrible show. I have to say. Wow, you're the first person I've heard say that. Oh, oh I've, are you serious? Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, everybody. I've oh my God, it is so it. bad. It is. Yeah, I got to say, I had so much enjoyment while, uh, because I was on the same instant message list with Barrett and Sean Fox, and them going back and forth, ripping this show, <laughs> asshole to to uh, you know eyeballs. It was hilarious reading those those lines between the, the two of you guys. So I had a lot of enjoyment that you guys were hating the show. It was funny. I <laughs> am a huge fan of Lord of the Rings and all things Lord of the Rings, and I'm not going to watch season two because it made me so mad this season. All right. Yeah. I'm surprised they were even going to make it. I, th- I would thought they would just fold it and say, forget it. But... <laughs> yeah, well, not everybody felt that way, Phil. Oh, really? I, I just heard so much bad. Oh, dude, uh, yeah, maybe you're right. My, maybe other people do like it. I don't know. I, I just all There are people is... that just stand behind it like it's the greatest thing ever. If it's not. I mean, I think you guys would pick apart the plot issues with this show. <laughs> well, I didn't hate what I, I watched, but the fact I that I haven't gotten past episode three 
should tell you something that it's not compelling TV either. Um, I am not a like a, a massive Tolkien fan though, so whatever uh, a, a anal violation they do to Tolkien's legacy is not a thing that's going to bother me. I don't know if that's one of the discrepancies that you're, that we're seeing in the army of the. It's like just the Tolkien fans who hate what they've done. Some to of it. some of it's that some there are some people about the diversity part. I don't care about that part as much. But there's like a whole scene where they have three three to five ships and they bring five hundred horses across the ocean. On those oh, I saw ships. a meme about that. Yeah, I mean it's just stuff like that that is just so boneheaded that I don't see how people can just look past it and go, "Oh, this is great." So anyway. It's definitely yeah. worst. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and maybe some people do like it. I, I don't know, but but oh, I've heard just so much bad about it, and it was just hilarious reading the stuff that you guys were, were saying, Sean, and and you, Barrett. Um, all right, let's go with you, Eric. My worst TV was Westworld. Uh, fuck that show. Uh, I never <laughs> would have watched last season had Phil not forced me to watch that show last season to continue a podcast about a show that had already failed us. Um, I don't know why we did that. <laughs> and thankfully now the show has been fucking canceled forever. It's even been pulled off the streaming service. Fuck that show. Moving on with my life. Oh, they actually pulled it off of H- HBO max. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Back to the, back, back to the uh, everybody everywhere, all at WB being the biggest losers. Yes. Wow, that's weird because I, I, you would think they would have, since the episode season was just this past year, they would leave it on. There's also the fact time. that I didn't watch a whole lot of TV last year, so I yeah, well, they, 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 they also would have had to pay royalties to well, anytime somebody streamed it, so nope. Well, that was my choice. Royalties, uh, even though they own it. Oh, that's weird. I was I trying to move things along because we're coming up on four hours. Oh, sorry, sorry. All right, so uh, let's go with you, uh, Mike. Uh, yeah, don't ask me why I'm still watching it. It's uh, mostly because of Pam insists on keep watching it. And uh, and that is uh, Fear the Walking Dead. It is a terrible, terrible, terrible show. Uh, kind of at the state of hate watching it now, uh, which I don't like to do. But uh, Pam and I have been watching The Walking Dead since it started. I still enjoyed the, the regular series uh, until the end, even if it declined in quality and was uneven. But I still enjoyed it. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead had a really good third season. And this is getting progressively worse every year, and it, it is big, grossly incompetent at this point. And if you and if you think that Lord of the Rings is, is worse than this, please watch this. I promise you, this was so much worse. I stopped. Or maybe watch uh, watch the stand again. No, yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, the stand so, is worse than the Lord of the Rings, but not by much. But it also wasn't this year. <laughs> right. It wasn't this year. Uh, Barrett, you were saying about the Fear of the Walking Dead. I stopped after the third season on that show. Yeah, I stopped after five episodes because... I stopped after three episodes. Yeah, because I thought it was <laughs> going to be uh, the apocalypse, and, and they just went way too quick. And I was like, ah, oh, it's just another post-apocalypse crap. I don't need to see this shit. Anyway, um, for me, um, I was similar to uh, Eric this year. I didn't watch much much uh, TV series. Except for the 5,000 uh, podcasts you did. Yeah, yeah, but, but most of them were, were okay. Um, uh, but, but except for one, um, and, and that was a, a show called Westworld. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 Eric, That's Eric your was, choice Eric too. Was, yeah. Good, yeah. good, good. 
Yeah, yeah, that that, that was really unfortunate. Uh, Evan Rachel Wood couldn't save it. Uh, it. It's having the characters. Another problem with the show was was the characters. It, their death didn't mean anything anymore because they just kept on reappearing. It's like you know they can just regenerate everybody because they're just robots. So I was like, ah, this is stupid. I felt like her role in this season was worse than all the other seasons. Like she had a better role in all those other seasons. Yeah, yeah. There was some good episodes. It was like like the the um the ones where where the chicks were naked and stuff. But it was crapola. I said that purposely to just get a laugh out of Eric, but even Eric was so disgusted with the show he didn't even want to laugh at my joke. So, um, all right. So, best checkoff. What do you got, Eric? <laughs> I yeah. do not have a best checkoff. I, I'm sure there are, there are a lot for sure, oh, and I know yeah. in just about every movie I was like, oh, checkoffs this or checkoffs that. But I mine mine is one it. from your favorite movie of the year, Barrett. Oh, go. Chekhov's sword in Terrifier 2. Ah, yes. Good one. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. What do you got, Mike? Chekhov's alligator in X. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. Yeah. That was that was that was yeah. my favorite. Not quite a kill. And uh, and and I was like, oh, and then they brought it back. All right. Uh, mine was, uh, and I, I know my. I it was very enthusiastic the whole time, and Mike was like, "Ah, oh, Phil, calm down." But uh, the the uh, She Hulk suit, where we would they they show it show this thing hanging in the in the the closet or, or on the on the rack, and you know what it is, and they don't show it for like three episodes, and it's like finally they showed it. I was like, "Yes!" So that was my checkoff, my favorite, because I was all excited about. It. The she hulk and her her uh, outfit. Um, all right, uh, that's we pretty. We are looking for a therapist for the man, but they keep turning us down. <laughs> no, it wasn't because it wasn't because she looks hot in the outfit. It was because it's it's just iconic. It's like yes, because I I, I, you know, I wear the t shirts, the she hulk t shirts, and she's always in that outfit, and, and I got the comic books and stuff. It's pretty awesome. Um. But that was a funny line, Mike. I'll give you that. Um, all right, so that was pretty much it, right? We don't gonna have anything else, right? That's it. Yep, that's it. Yeah, so uh, that's our 2022 year in review. Um, so, uh, anything anybody want to comment on the year in the review before we do the house cleaning and whatnot? It was a great year. Um, yeah, I, I hope uh, we continue to get this dearth of fantastic movies agreed and i i I, now i admittedly jurassic world dominion made a lot of money at the box office um but that aside i am hoping that with you know avatar doing well and maverick doing well and these horror movies doing well and deserving to do well i hope that you know i know that because they'll, 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 they'll completely get the wrong message. I'll just say people want to see more movies with planes. Um, I hope they get the message that if you want to bring people back to the theaters, make movies worth seeing in theaters. People will go see movies that are, oh, wait for it, good and, <laughs> and fun. And, you know, they, people do not want to see, what was the Ridley Scott? The uh, People aren't interested in seeing a 17th century rape film. Uh, date rape movie. You know, it's like, oh yeah, that's a that's one for the whole family. No, 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 no. 
they take they want to see Maverick, they want to see Avatar, you know, if they want to see a horror movie, they want to see a fun horror film, and you know, certainly things like Barbarian and Smile and uh, uh, Black Phone fit that bill. Uh, just make good movies, people will come back. All right, and uh, Mike, uh, when you speak next, uh, um, move your mic. So you're a little. We heard you, but it was just a little lower than usual. Um, sounds good, Mike. Um, yeah, for me, uh, I want to just mention one other thing that we we didn't mention, but uh, Eric would appre- appreciate it. That was genre related. That came out this year. That was pretty awesome. Was uh, the video game The Quarry? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. That's a high recommend. Uh, Eric, I'm sure you would concur. And. Yes. Uh, yeah, so it's like choose your own adventure, but you get to control the characters. The deaths are unbelievable. Uh, it has a, a great Hollywood B movie cast in it, um, and um, the story is good. And then they also have some really cool extras, like uh, as Eric mentioned, he watched uh, the movie mode, which is you can watch the whole video game in, in like a three hour movie uh, and watch how it it's turns out. Longer than three hours? Is it? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And, yeah, and can you pause it and come back to it, or or do you? Yes. Do you, yeah. Oh, good. That that's good news. And, and you, uh, you quit out of it just like you can the game. Oh, good, good. And uh, the thing that's also cool is that um, you you control like eight or nine or ten characters, and you could end up with all of them surviving, or a handful surviving, or all of them die, uh, because depending on what you do and how you, if you find things and whatever, it will determine whether or not your characters survive. So. So there's a lot of different endings and and things in the in the movie, in the, the video game. So yeah, so pretty cool. Um, anything? But else? Anybody else want to bring up anything about 2022 besides myself and Mike? All right. I okay. uh, yeah, just want to mention that um, I listened to um, the film cast. Uh, one of the hosts there is David Chen. And for a while, he was doing some box office analysis with uh, Scott Mendelson, uh, which sadly has stopped at this point. Um, but one of the things they were bemoaning throughout the year is that uh, studios are, are not producing enough content to, to be shown in the theater. Uh, and only these big, huge blockbusters are, are making any waves. Uh, and they aren't releasing even like any smaller movies to go just be shown in a theater. And I hope that changes. I hope studios start just releasing more movies to be seen in the theater. Uh, Cause it is kind of bummer when you only have the same five to choose from for a while. One of my uh, options for deserved better actually was glass onion because that got one week in theaters and not in every theater. Um, and, and I saw it and I thought about going, and I didn't understand that it was only one week. So I was like, oh, I'll see it next weekend. And then it was gone, and I was mad. And I saw it on, like, a Wednesday night, and it was packed. And from everyone I've spoken to, the the theaters were almost all sold out all week, I guess because of the people who knew that it was going to be a short run. Uh, And they almost certainly left money on the table just so they could have it. Absolutely. As as a streaming service. Um, I think that's one of the things that's... uh, it's like play. shake up where they're complaining, where it's like that they're doing too much just for streaming and not enough. You know, they're just not getting the money from the streaming services that they want. And also, they, oh. Yeah. yeah and, and a lot of it's look, some of it's a hangover from the pandemic. It shook up their pen, their, their, uh, uh, their business model. They couldn't rely on those, those things anymore. Uh, but it seems pretty clear that things are returning back to normal in just about every country except for China. 
So, um, yeah, who knows? We'll see. Hopefully things, they, they figure things out. Uh, one suggestion I would like for the, the future going forward, uh, and I mentioned this when we did the Game of Thrones podcast, you know nothing Jon Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast, is they take House of the Dragon, Warner Brothers, and allow movie theaters to have it on Sunday night on the big screen at the theater. And I would go and, and that would pay. be fun. That would be awesome. I, I haven't even it. seen the show, but I agree that would be fun. Yep. Yep. Because, uh, Regal is doing something new where they have a mystery movie every week yeah. that they show. Cool. You don't know what you're going to see until you get in there. Yeah. Oh, except, I thought you except, meant like genre mystery movie. <laughs> no, no, like actual mystery. You have no idea what the film's going to be. So the only thing you know is is probably the rating, so that you don't bring the wrong people. Probably. I would think so. I haven't really looked yeah. at it closely. I just know they're doing it now. Yeah. I hope they show Speak No Evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I imagine AMC is going to start doing that with its its horror films again. Um, I think they're thrilled thrills and chills because I think they were doing that last. Um, January, February, and they also brought it back for like October, for obvious reasons. Um, so yeah, I'm ex- I would not be shocked to see it, but it's, it's an interesting idea because they're like only five dollar mil- movies. So, uh, yeah. Uh, so I, I know I, I went. I spend a couple of fifteen times. bucks every Sunday if I saw House of the Dragon or Game of Thrones on on the Sunday night screen. I would do it. I would well, do the it. The only problem is that's only an hour, so I don't know if anybody would be willing to spend 15 bucks for an hour. Maybe if they did like every two I would, weeks. I would for, for that. Or charge. just charge you something for the whole run. Yeah, right. Or something right. like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. exactly. Or, or even 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 nine bucks, I'd do it. I mean, I mean that's fine. Yeah, even though I, you know, it'd just be something cool. Um, all right, so uh, I guess we can do some house cleaning. Uh, so first off, uh, um, Eric, you actually do another podcast with your buddy Dan. I do. It's a general interest podcast called the Scancity Podcast. That's spelled A-S-K-A-N-C-I-T-Y. You can get it wherever you find podcasts. Excellent. And uh, by the time people hear this episode, our first episode of The Rise of the Cordyceps Infected, a Last of Us podcast uh, will be out. And uh, that is a, a show that will be following the HBO Max television series, Last of Us where we will uh, discuss each episode of that season, which the co-host will be myself, Mike, Barrett, and Sean from uh, Alberta, Canada. So uh, check that out. And you can find it both on uh, this feed as well as, as its own feed. And, of course, at www.darkdiscussions.com. Uh, Mike, uh, me, you, and Eric are doing a, another podcast that we actually have an episode uh, coming out within the next week or two, maybe out already by the time people hear this. And uh, we're recording a new one, too, uh, on Modern Luther King Day. What, what's, what, what's this podcast? Uh, it is the uh, sorry, it's the Cinema a la Carte podcast, uh, where you and Eric and I take turns picking a film that is not a Dark Discussions type film. Like, I don't know what could wear. And we were always at once, but uh, <laughs> curse you! And, and we, we we each rotate picking a film uh, in, in another genre that is uh, in non horror genre that we like that we appreciate and would like to discuss. Indeed, indeed, and uh, we're recording uh, uh, Twelve Monkeys on uh, Monday, and then uh, the next film uh, will be uh, already set up for 
recording in uh, probably early February. We'll, uh, uh, I already think I know what that film is going to be because it's my choice, and uh, I'll bring that up uh, to everybody on uh, on Monday night when we record it. Um, and uh, Barrett, myself, and you, uh, we actually just had a new episode coming out by the time people hear this called Spellbinder, uh, a Kelly Preston tribute episode uh, for another podcast that myself and you do with a rotating group of co-hosts, including John. Halloween, Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. And yes, we're going to be doing uh, Avatar uh, in the next couple weeks, so look out for that as well. Yep, and that one will probably come out almost immediately as well for its timely manner. And uh, the rotating co-host for that will be uh, myself, Mike, and you, Barrett. And I think that's it. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, Kevin Letts, but I'm not really sure. So we'll, we'll figure that out. I don't. I know Sean. I don't think we'll be able to join us. Um, and I think that's pretty much it uh, for the podcast. So uh, I guess. Any further thoughts on 2022 or 2023 and what's coming? Anyone? I'll just say cocaine beer. Cocaine <laughs> beer. It's going to be awesome. Uh, uh, I, I am yeah. curious. I, I, I'm really curious to see. I imagine it's coming soon. If uh, I was sticks the landing, does the rare uh, perfect trilogy and, 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 and knocks it home with triple X or Maxine. That's what it was. Maxine, yeah, yeah, and that's uh, that's about who? Is that about? That's about which? Maxine from from X, which the third one? film in the the Mia Goth trilogy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be out. So Mia Goth is the lead in that one too. Maxine, yeah. right? I'm imagining it's going to be this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would think so. They may have already filmed it. Who knows? I don't know. I don't, I don't know the details, but that sounds cool. Uh, Eric, what about yourself? Any, and then you you got about 2022 or 2023. Did we lose Ark? No, he's just protesting silently because, you know, he hates this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was muted. Sorry. Um, no, but my response was, we've been doing this for four hours. Let's stop. All right. Um, Barrett, should I ask you or are you all set? I'm good. All right. And uh, Eric, are you looking forward to doing our uh, what we're let's lo- stop. looking forward to for 2023? Let's, let's stop. Indeed. All right. So with all that stated. Anybody have any uh, email us at darkdiscussions at AOL.com or go to darkdiscussions.com, the website, and choose contact us, and we'll read your your emails on the podcast. And with that, Eric, why don't you leave this over? Thanks for tuning in and listening to this review 2022. Come back next time. We'll have another topic. Should all the acquaintances be forgotten, never brought to mind? Should all the acquaintances be forgotten? Got it.
Yeah, I, I didn't have it up, I forgot to do the, uh, 